There are many things in life that contain nutrients for survival. This podcast is not one of them, but it might make you happy. Be known in advance. There are scenes of graphic violence, coarse language, and, if we did our jobs right, disturbing subject matter. Listener discretion is heavily advised, as it is also advised to get your daily dose of vitamin C. Avoid scurvy like the plague. Hello and welcome to the Stars Aren't Alright, a actual play podcast using the Call of Cthulhu role-playing system. Uh, my name is Brian and I will be your keeper for this evening. Uh, with me today are my dear friends, uh, my compatriots. Compatriots. It's like a compatriot with nutritional value. <laughs> uh, we have Alex, Leah, Catherine, and Tom. Uh, all playing characters, just in case on episode seven you weren't familiar. I just thought I'd really break it down with our, our format. Uh, so today, if it sounds like I'm stalling, uh, it's because I am. Because I, I didn't think of an improv thing before uh, to introduce the character. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll go around, we'll say your name, your character, uh, and then give us uh, one sentence, like one small short sentence of your character's uh, dating profile, like Tinder bio. Uh, we'll start with Alex. Hey, I'm Alex Collins, and I'll be playing a hyper-intelligent shade of the color pink in honor of the new pink dice that Catherine has purchased for me. Um, uh, the uh, hyper-intelligent uh, shade of the color pink's dating profile um, would just be a pink screen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and <laughs> I, and and what? It's just a pink. You can scroll, and there's more pink. But like incredible. And then if you swipe left, pink. Swipe right, still pink. Your phone, pink. It just takes Off. over. Yeah. Just so it's a now. computer virus. That's it's, what you're describing. Is the yeah, thing. it's hyper intelligence. Incre- I mean, fair enough. You know, it's on the tin. All right. And then do you want to introduce your actual character? <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. Um, uh, so I'll actually be playing assistant, associate, adjunct, tutor, probationary, Piotr Gaius Maitland. Uh, and uh, Piotr has never really been one for love. So uh, his um, dating profile would be one of those passive aggressive ones you see of like the old bitter thrice divorced man who's 55 <laughs> and being like, I don't know if there's any good women on here anymore, but I'm looking for the following a life partner who will also be my bang maid, I guess. <laughs> also, I consider myself a feminist. Yeah. <laughs> I consider- <laughs> Why do I keep going getting this fucking pink screen? <laughs> 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 incredible uh leah right i'm leah i am playing glade walker and her dating profile would probably just say casual just looking for sex like dtf essentially yeah and then i imagine she would write her own computer program where it would display the swiper's address so it's just like fucking better. <laughs> like, you know? I, she's not a stalker. <laughs> Does not handle rejection very well. <laughs> uh, all right, Catherine. Uh, I'm Catherine. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> I'm Catherine. She's already lost in it. I'm, I'm totally lost. Also, yeah. Um, <laughs> totally lost. The method acting is just incredible. <laughs> <laughs> you shush. Puts the meth in method acting. Yeah. 
<laughs> beautiful teeth you have. <laughs> tooth. <laughs> beautiful tooth. <laughs> That's Catherine's dating profile. <laughs> now, I played Juno Angvin, and Juno's dating profile would have probably a picture of her and her beautiful robes and and really demand a lot from any suitor that would be expecting to meet with her. He needs to be under five foot five, so then she can always feel more important than he is. <laughs> and um, she needs him to take direction very clearly and very well. And again, this is sounding very, very much like Percival, isn't it? <laughs> But we'd never, we were never going to fuck. <laughs> so what, what is the Church of His Light's position on, like... Missionary. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> on monogamy within the priesthood? Like, is Juno allowed to date? Is that the thing? Or? No. Now, Church of His Light, because it expands to so many different places, and it would be very hard to have a committed relationship kind of with with the time and the communication difference in the space and everything that it is best practice however it is not what's the unpermitted word <laughs> taboo a sin <laughs> a sin taboo they are allowed to to marry and have relations but when you are so devoted to god you don't really need any other corporeal relationships but she has fancied one or two people and will probably never talk about it and maybe that's why her dating profile and history and suggestions are all so very uh rooted in assistant <laughs> that's juno, only... juno has a vibrator and an assistant and she's like what why would i need a boyfriend why would i for? need anything else <laughs> no these sense. two things provide everything for me and god preach of girl preach yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i think i think that's probably wh what her personal stance on it is like she's she's too involved in herself and everything that she's doing that having a partner that doesn't physically serve her in some way is just silly all right okay Fair enough yeah right <laughs> uh tom yeah my name is tom and i am playing lift um everyone's laughing man audience is how i fall into character um if lift were to have a dating profile um it would say something incredibly clever like I'd never forget you. And then he would have forgotten about the dating profile <laughs> and never used it. And, you know, maybe it was successful, maybe it wasn't. But if there was one line on it, it would be something well thought out related to his existing trauma and cheeky, like, I'll never forget you, period. And it would have a picture of Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so do you mean it... It would be Lyft, but then just pictures of Doug? Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's an active bamboozle. <laughs> I mean, this brings up the so question. So it's a thruple. Who... You're, you're looking for a third. Yeah, looking for a unicorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we are maintaining ambiguity about Doug's sexual proclivities. We yeah. all decided that. It's true. <laughs> we can't, you can't nail that shit down. Is it because we all secretly want to fuck him? Uh, probably. Anyways, yeah, that's Lyft.
All right. Hell yeah. Well, uh, let's get into a big fat recock. Uh, so last time, uh, our heroes. Characters. Anti-heroes? Participants. Investigators! <laughs> <laughs> our our investigators um, recovered in Special K's castle with a little nappy poo. Uh, you then set out to access the uh, GC admin tunnels, and in true Juno fashion, Piotr and her Piotr and her started a tow ring slash infant profanity riot. As a result, she sliced all the wires in a control box, uh, resulting in our preacher getting electrocuted and a massive power outage to this entire level of the Nexus Market. Uh, you entered the tunnel. Uh, Doug sensed that the vibes were bad. Uh, you saw an apparition of a woman who was missing her eyes. Uh, Glade and Lift found a room where men in real meat uniforms were cutting up corpses. Glade shot one. Lift cut out the tongue of the other, and then Doug turned him off. But not before finding out that the Jesuits had been bringing people into these tunnels previously, but all of a sudden weren't allowed in there anymore. Uh, role had been taken over by Reapers and Gatesec. Our nest of nonsense people then made their way to the dockyards, uh, Juno trying to nano-hypnotize her mechanic to oversee a smuggling operation under the nose of the Navy, the far future equivalent of trying to call in a hit at Jiffy Lube. Uh, <laughs> 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 I have a lot of low they fucking do it. Okay? <laughs> I mean, it depends. You got to go to the right location. And they for do it sure. in twenty minutes around. <laughs> I mean, as long as you get that before eight thirty a.m. Yeah, fine. You probably should probably just come back tomorrow. Uh, well, anyway, it didn't work. Um, and as the crew was figuring out your next steps, Juno got a text from Donovan, uh, letting her know that some of the Reapers had taken off at a run after their phone call. Um, just as you guys are reacting to that news, um, a truck uh, that has been offloading one of the ships uh, it just basically blocks you off from the rest of the docks. And there is a screen on the truck that mm. automatically uh, starts playing an advertisement. Zero-G asteroid mining, commercial starship piloting, data security and programming. These are just a few examples of careers that require cybernetic implants. In the Reaper Corps, you'll get the implants for free, and we'll teach you how to use them. Learn skills that will last the rest of your life, like cybernetic use, gun, Amnesia. Not get gun done to you, but do gun to other people. Amnesia. Sometimes someone needs to have no gun done to them, so you can do gun to people. Trying to do gun to that someone. Then they'll do money to you in exchange for gun. Amnesia. And Microsoft Excel. Join the Reaper Corps today. Ego Oblitus. Minimum tour length of one year. Applicants must be 18 Terran years old or have a guardian side on their behalf. Enlistment guarantees base cybernetic implant only. Application implies commitment. Failure to accept enlistment offer will be considered desertion and punishable by fines and or imprisonment. And then the truck rolls away. I'd do it for the Excel. <laughs> that ad got me the first time I saw it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how we snagged our reapers here. They're like, shit, Excel? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Uh, but anyway, so uh, shit's fucked for you guys. What are you guys doing? Is, is there a place where we can see what ships are docked? 
Uh, oh, you mean like a, kind of like a like transit terminal? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, one of those thingies. Uh, yeah, for sure there would be. Um, has Juno been to the docks before, or the dockyards? I should say, just to get on and off of her own ship. Gotcha. Is the truck still driving away? Uh, truck is still driving away. Yeah. Does Juno still have her phone in her hand? I don't think I exploded it yet. However, I did want to. I was going to throw it in the back of the truck. They just unloaded. I I would probably still have it in my hand because... Yoink! (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to resist the yoink? I'm stunned. Okay. It's going in the back of the truck. It just unloaded this. I'm... uh, Easy shit. Make your load... uh, Your load check. Make your throw (laughs) check. (laughs) I'm loading, baby! (laughs) Tell me how your load is. That's an extreme success. Fucking absolute. The truck explodes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you grab it, yeetus, deletus the phone into uh, the back of this truck, which drives off. That's a very clever maneuver, actually. Thank you. Hell yeah. So I want to message the guy that I meant to write his name down of, but I didn't. That we met in the very first episode, in the very first conversation. Which I, of course, remember. Again, right. And know which, exactly which who is. you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Fuck, what I was know. his name? I know. I think uh, Amnesia Boy has it. Uh, Frank. Frank, damn it. Frank. Frank. There it is. I knew it was like a, it was like a, a objectively not interesting name. <laughs> Sorry to all the, the Francis's out there listening. Um, yeah, so Frank, you gonna shoot Frank a message? Yeah. Um, I wanna shoot him a message and ask, or I'm gonna say, <clears throat> so the ship I originally had planned to carry Juno off-world is no longer an option. Do you have anything for me in the dockyards? Interesting. Okay, go ahead and make a persuade check for me. Please per- persuade. skills are alphabetical (laughs) I'm gonna spend three luck and succeed on a success Um, didn't see that coming did you Brian I did not (laughs) Frank um, you've seen an ellipses you know it kind of disappears it's like starts and stops a few times and the the text comes back he says well uh, Scotsman kind of wants to see you do this by yourself but I could potentially, if you get yourself on a ship, I might be able to get you on a beam barge, get you closer to where you're going. A beam barge, so because uh, beam gate travel is ridiculously expensive, like the, the uh, beam gate permits usually start at about like, you know, quarter of a million to a half a million credits. Um, there are these ships that are called beam barges, where they're basically just a huge mobile docking pad and a bunch of ships will just like get on the beam barge they'll all like split the cost of the the gate transit essentially so this would wouldn't get you directly to your destination but it would it would probably be somewhere close and frank knows you know frank knows where you're going so that's more so a solution after leaving the docks after leaving the docks ellipses pops up again disappears pops up again and then this goes i'm i'm pulling for you kid but Marty risking my ass getting you this. You get yourself on a ship. I'll take care of the rest. Just let me know the name of it once you're on. Glade, uh, text back. Thanks, Frank. He texts you back. A winky face in the OK symbol. Um, Piotr is looking around for um, a freighter's uh, passenger ships, kind of low-class travel. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
So this goes back to, I guess, what uh, Catherine was asking before, which is, yeah, is, is there kind of a, like a, a terminal? There would be. It's not uh, terribly close to where you guys are now. Yeah. So who here has been to the, the dockyards? I imagine Glade has. Piotr has. Yeah, Piotr. So basically all of you guys. I uh, Go ahead and each of you can each make uh, intelligence checks for me. First roll with the new dice and I lost it. <laughs> extreme Christ. success Extra, fuck me all right smart boy very smart boy doug says that very smart boy <laughs> i also got a I smile an extreme success all right i told alex to roll his new dice i need to need to see how it goes that's a success a success okay fail fail shit um, the three of you uh, immediately just start beelining for the terminal and Glade starts walking in the other direction and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I run back around. and grab her. Where, where? You're supposed to be leading me, my dear. <laughs> Push her off. <laughs> um, she falls down and dies. Sorry, it's Call of Cthulhu, man. Asteroid! <laughs> yeah, you guys, uh, you guys make your way. There are several, you know, kind of terminals with these screens uh, kind of spread out throughout the dockyards, especially as you guys are kind of on the uh, the outskirts of the dockyards. There are several places that list these kind of uh, ships and, and berths that are available. As you, you go up to one of these terminals, um, which list the ships, you know, uh, when they arrived, the names, some that are, indicate they are taking passengers, uh, you see a sign above... Uh, the terminal, and it says Montague's Maintenance, and then it gives directions, which is not that far. And you remember that name, Montague, from the person who was fixing up the Violet King Henry for the Admiral. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, important note here, gang, I, I, I stole the Faith's um, communications device and threw it in a truck. Uh, that won't buy us very much time. Whatever we're doing, we need to go quickly. But Montague is a familiar name. How, how familiar are we talking about here? This is the person who is fixing my ship. Wait, you have a ship too? The you Violet ship? King Henry. And how long have you owned this ship? We Technically, I don't. The Admiral does, but it's mine by birthright. <laughs> I don't think that's how birthright works. Okay, why the fuck didn't we works. just go there right away? Well, Let's I go. Know, I, I that's a great question, actually. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but we, Sorry. we talked about this. This isn't our last episode, which, to be fair, has it's been a while. It has been a while, yeah. It has been a while. Um, the isn't, isn't the Violet King Henry, didn't you say it was off station in a junkyard somewhere? Correct. But this is the people who are repairing it, so naturally they must have a way to go off station to effect said repairs. They must They must have a way. Montague? Montague! Okay. Let's go, then? I, I think that might be the most prudent form of action. Fine. All right. Let's go. As you guys are traveling, the, the full name uh, comes back to you, which was uh, Frederico Picoletter Montague. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> re-listen to that one today. You know the the Pika letters are an upstart family. They're they're not you know old saw material or anything. But um, several several noted explorers were Pika letters. It is hyphenated. You're absolutely right. Now I just need to adjust my notes for a completely unrelated reason. So you guys are are making your way there. Uh, as you arrive, you see a pretty modest looking shop front. Um, there is. 
an older gentleman kind of sitting behind a desk, not like portly necessarily, not like fat, uh, but just looks like was previously like a pretty big fit dude who's, you know, just getting a little older. It's got a little bit of, a little bit of dad on it. Um, kind of squinting at a computer screen and, uh, uh, sorry, a data terminal screen, obviously. And, uh, it's just kind of clicking something and then checking against like a, an actual like pencil and paper notepad kind of doing that. Doesn't seem to have like noticed you guys milling around outside the shop yet. A uh, quick huddle near team. And we kind of like go a little bit out of sight. Just sure. Bring it together. Um, so I think we might be able to sneak our way onto it. the the violent King Henry. Is that it? Violet. Well, he was more violent than but violent. But I thought it, I that as we were just told, it's not in working order. Not yet. But it's better for us to be on a ship that can then be repaired than to be here on this station. I think first you need to ask what needs to be repaired. True. I think it would be worth our while to maybe speak with this Federico in there and see what's going on. Well, it's your ship. You go talk to him. Okay. <laughs> Clean myself off. Chin up. Go in. Are we sure that's a wise I I mean, he, is, he was almost dead. Fucking get in there. Okay. I feel like there's a lot of hostility here, is all I'm saying. I don't want to and uh, I'll walk in with uh, Lyft, and we'll go talk to him. Uh, yeah, the two most upstanding members of the party, absolutely. Um, I had a shower. You did have a shower. You're not You're not incorrect about I that. I had a nap. That's true. Uh, how careful was Lyft cutting that dude's tongue off? What do you mean? Like, how much... The blood splatter is around. Would Lyft have tongue blood on him? <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm wearing oh, black. You would yeah, maybe. this sounds like a luck, luck roll. roll. It does. Uh, he's wearing black. So I'll get you to make a luck roll. I'll give you a bonus dice on it because if you are wearing all black, then. Cool. Like, someone get a bunch of blood on the black shirt and see if we can actually see it. All right. Give me a knife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling lucky. Uh, no, I am. I'm feeling lucky. Excellent. So you succeed. Yes. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. If there is blood, it's it's not easily visible. Um, you walk in there, uh, and you can see, uh, he just kind of shakes his head, um, kind of coming back to earth, essentially, uh, from whatever he was doing. He says, "Hello. How can I help you?" Yes. Uh, good morning. Afternoon. Good. Good. Good day. Uh, we're uh, contract uh, cleaners and basic maintenance here for the, and I'm going to pull out my data center and look at it. And through the crack screen, I see the uh, the, the Violet King Henry. Uh, we were told that uh, we'd be starting today. My shirtless companion here is correct. We require to see the Violet King Henry. Oh, because you took your shirt off <laughs> to wrap around <laughs> the Librum you, Dementi. You Wait. are shirtless. <laughs> I'm shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> you look okay, no, wait, I still have a, a tweed jacket. Though, yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. You're not a savage. <laughs> <laughs> we are very professional. He, I assume you're Monsieur Frederico. Uh, yes, I. I am. Um, Go ahead and make a fast talk check. Please, not me. I'm gonna... You're not wearing a shirt. Yeah, it's got to be. Can I, can I try and save though? this real quick? It's, uh, yes, uh, by all means. And I, I do apologize for my attire. You see, we had a uh, little bit of a uh, 
uh, a tough job on the last, uh, the last. And so I'll obviously clean myself up before we start working in your establishment here. My ear kind of falls off a little bit more. <laughs> okay, because you, you caught it on the, the tail swing there. I'll say um, no penalty dice, but no bonus dice either. Just a straight roll. That is a fail. <laughs> a fail. You can see his eyebrows just kind of go up, and he he just kind of like turns to you, and he says, um, right, this was uh, Philip Ship. This is the, the one you hired you? I, I'm sorry, come again? This is Philip Ship. Philip Ship. Philip. You know Philip, obviously. I'm I'm not a we just get a contract number, really. Right. So do you want to tell me why you specifically picked out the sheep that Colonar bought years ago? And then you see his hand just kind of disappear under the desk. You know, I'm going to go find a shirt. I, uh, I, I am going to start backing I away. I can offer <laughs> some very important context to this. Hello, Monsieur. My name is Captain Lift, and that's my ship. Lift, your Lift. I'm Lift. He talked about you quite a lot, Can't actually. Can't you tell? He didn't warn me specifically that you would try some bullshit to get the ship, but... Uh, I'm a sneaky cunt. I, he did mention that, actually. Those were almost these exact words. There we go. Captain, I heard you are a first lieutenant. Nah, I'm a captain. I guess you are now. Well, it's my ship. I don't have a hat, but picture a tricorn. I'll put it in my head. I'll, I'll do my best. Wonderful. Ah, uh, well. How are the repairs going on the aforementioned ship? He just kind of puts up a little pad up on the desk and he says, just scan your identship just so I know who you are. I don't know. Fucking. It's, it's in the, just under your collarbone. So you just pick, you can pick up the pad and just touch it to your collar. I mean, you don't have to physically. Do... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Where you, I, I don't, yeah. I, this is all in the brain. I, I scan my identship. Uh, I do that. And he does it and he just says, okay. So he's dead then. Yeah. He gave me this cool little thing, though, which told me about the Violet King Henry. So, yeah, here we are. Well, he did already fill out all the paperwork to transfer it into your name. Amazing. He was a good man. I'm sorry he died. Me too. Seemed like he was running from something, which mm. was funny for a man in his position. You don't see him. No. I wish I could have helped, but I think he was too focused on trying to help me to let me help him. That was the impression I got, yes. Does the ship work? It, yes, all the critical systems work. The drive works, life support, all checks out, all in the green. Uh, the gravity generator has been a thorn in my side for quite a long time. It works a little bit, like it will... Uh, there's a, it'll generate a limited field, so I was able to kind of rig up a bypass where it only will generate a field on the bridge. So, all right, and I'm not some... very happy sending out sheeps in these conditions. The gravity generator can be the difference between life and death. Blade yeah. walks over. <clears throat> Trouble with the the gravity. Yes, for the life of me, I cannot figure out what's wrong with it. Would you mind if I took a look? Well, I mean, the the ship is. Currently about a kilometer and a half hard vacuum away, but... 
Uh, is it a matter of parts? Do you? Is it just? Or... I don't know. I tried. Uh, I tried swapping out some of the parts. It's just. I think it's a power supply issue. But I uh, honestly, I have quite a few ships in my my junkyard that I'm working on at the moment. So, do any of them have fully functioning gravity generators? The Violet King Henry is an older model. It's very difficult to mm. find generators that fit it. The generator itself, it seems fine. It's somewhere, but there's something, there's a power generation problem. I haven't figured it out yet. I'm unfortunately not much of a mechanic, but Glade, you seem keen. Any chance you could bring us over to your junkyard? I could give you a hand. If you're taking possession of the ship, you just kind of, anyone who would like can make a psychology check. That, that, nope. I don't understand that word. <laughs> you never know. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, that is a hard success. Hard success. You get the sense he's not stalling for any nefarious reason. This He's dithering on whether or not to give you this ship because... He doesn't like sending out ships that he thinks are dangerous for the people who are going to be using them. Um, and he just kind of like squints his eyes and he's like, you understand, you know, with no gravity. If somebody breaks their bones, you're going to have to accelerate the ship or spin it or they'll just die. Like a lot of these, these simple injuries in zero G become very, very serious very quickly. So just. Sir, I, I understand your concerns. Weren't you going Why to do- get a shirt? I was. Yeah, I, weren't you going to get a shirt? I couldn't find one. Step out of the way. So, look. <laughs> <laughs> There's starting to be like a noticeable amount of irritation in, in Piotr for being told to shut the fuck up. <laughs> that does make sense. <laughs> mechanic to mechanic. Look, I totally get that. But hey, why don't we go over there together? You can give me some pointers. I'll give you some pointers. Let's take a look at these things. Go ahead and make a mechanics check, uh, but do it with a bonus dice. What's sorry? What's Glade's skill in, in mechanics? Forty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd still say make a make a bonus dice. Extreme success. Extreme success. He just looks you up and down. All right. I do feel a lot better putting it in the hands of people who will know how to maybe fix it on the run. I don't think you're going to need extra parts for it. I think it's just going to take time which I don't have. I mean, maybe you'll even get lucky and get the med bay back online. Um, I bet I can work some magic. And if it's a matter of parts on hand that might just cost a little extra money, we actually have an incredibly generous beneficiary for the Violet King Henry who would surely pay for parts to make her transportation comfortable on the flight. Well, uh, we should all be so lucky. Indeed. May I introduce <laughs> <laughs> our super generous frivolously careless with cash faith juno langevin faith Piotr uh, had stepped forward before no. <laughs> <laughs> no no Piotr, no 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 it's 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 this one she her you you all turn towards juno and she's not quite where she was before she's over talking to somebody who was working a few steps away and then hears her voice and goes Huh? I I was asking this man if I could buy his shirt for you, Piotr. See what I mean? Uh, thank you. Oh, That's very generous. That's as as Lyft was talking about. He refused, but I think I understand why. And then she looks Piotr up and down. 
I would too, I know. Yes. Sorry, what what would we what were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about my collection of uh emergency shirts I have for sale. They're only a hundred credits each. Oh, that's seems like quite a steal. I will buy one for this fellow. You've made a wise decision. And he just kind of like opens a drawer and pulls out like a ratty t-shirt and just holds it up to you. Surely you can give him one better than that. Do you have anything in pinstripe, perhaps? No, I think that shirt matches. Matches what? Would we know if we could... uh... (laughs) (laughs) Could Could we take off at the junkyard? Uh, conceivably. Yeah. Uh, so the, the other thing is he, uh, he just kind of looks at you, Piotr, and then you see a little, little twinkle in his eye and, uh, he pulls out, it's, it's not a, a great t-shirt, but it's, it's not pinstripe either, but it is, it is just another t-shirt that's definitely not as ratty. And nothing brand name? I mean, what? These are emergency t-shirts. Oh, I guess that's right. You did say that. Oh, mm. oh acceptable. Fine. Piotr, put it on. I, I I am doing so, but of my own free will. <laughs> Since when do you care what this man wears? Well, I don't want to see be seen in ragged company. Lady, we're heading to a junkyard. Where are we heading? I sorry, I wasn't listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, a really bougie junkyard, super fresh. Oh, like. One of those before it's cool kind of places. Yes. Oh, interesting. It's a it's a, a vintage um, ship uh, vintage. store. Oh, yes. some of my it's girlfriend's favorite things are vintage. I I'm on board. Yes. And how much? Uh, what 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 do we need? Well, you will need fuel. So sorry. What I'm doing right now, I have made an autofill sheet. Uh, ship building in my homebrew system. You can basically build a ship from the ground up uh, if you so choose. Because you're buying one, I kind of made one for you already, essentially. Uh, so the what, autofill um, one? Uh, it is the autofill one, but I actually have one specifically for the Violet King Henry. Uh, Frederico gets up and he says, do you all have uh, vac suits? Yep. Okay. Um, I think we left ours. In the... No, I still have mine here. It's wrapped around my journal oh yes i i don't think doug and i carried our back suits i think because you we didn't were... specify but i was just i had assumed because when you came in yeah. from outside you were planning on going back Way out back but out, yeah. so i just i had okay. been assuming that you just had it with you yeah okay i just don't i want to be fair right like i don't know if we had the carrying capacity for that i just dug a shoved them under his shoulder under his bathrobe oh, perfect then yes we have back suits He's got big space helmet boobies. Hell yeah, Doug. It's an awesome rack. <laughs> uh, he says, you should be fine. You know, we're going, I have a uh, a little skiff that they use to get out of the junkyard. Um, but he's pressurized, but you know, better safe than sorry. Right. Uh, so he, uh, you guys all get buttoned up. He brings you to the shuttle. The shuttle is quite small. In fact, it doesn't actually have a, a seat for him to pilot from. He's he's like standing and they're like standing controls. Uh, so you guys are all like squished in there. It's really not much bigger than a bathroom. So you guys are all like shoved in this. There's no standard ship drive on it. Basically, it looks like it's just filled with like water thrusters, essentially, that just uh, shoot it away from the station. He it takes about maybe 10, 15 minutes uh, for you guys to get to the um, 
the junkyard and you can see there are uh, a bunch of ships, some looking like completely fucked, like some have like very obvious gaping holes in their hull with like stacks of hull plating. Uh, just kind of like strapped together that are strapped themselves to the ship. All the ships are connected with like what looks like just a a relatively small looking chain uh, just to kind of keep them all moving together Uh, that all have kind of like a central hookup point that it seems like he can kind of uh, hook himself onto. One ship is, is, uh, you know, kind of like um, hovering off in the distance and it, that's obviously in quite good repair. And he points it out and he says, uh, that one's mine. It looks nice. What? What do you call it? Uh, I call it the uh, the windmill. That's an interesting name. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, it, we're we're purchasing this ship, the Violet King Henry. Is that the understanding here? Uh, this ship is purchased to a certain degree. Uh, Kolonar, I handled most of the transactions for Kolonar. We're inheriting um, a ship. Yes, which also means you're inheriting the amount that was owing on it. So. Ah, and could I could I see that contract of those financial documents? Is that possible? He looks over at you, Lift. Uh, he is my trusted financier and scholar, and she is my trusted beneficiary. And Glade is mean, but what? but also trusted. Uh, yeah, trusted to be mean. That's actually pretty useful. To yeah, be super useful. And Doug, he's the every guy. You need a job. Doug's on it. And Doug. The minute you've left the station, Doug was still kind of had that like skittish look to him. Uh, seems to have like visibly relaxed. Mm. And uh, he just says, everything, that's me. Yeah. That's you need a 40 boy. drunk. I'm your boy. Yeah. Out of curiosity for me, what class of vessel? Because I remember you put that kind of in the Google Doc. Yeah, totally. So there, this, if you, if it was getting a naval designation, mm-hmm. this would definitely be a uh, decade class vessel. So it oh. is, it's pretty small Uh, so the naval vessels go uh decade century millennia and then epoch epoch there's only four epoch level ships when the he starts pulling up to the violet king henry it looks like an old hauler it's not a pretty ship it doesn't look particularly fast um, but it does have some cargo space as you're you're kind of uh talking to him he says uh, the previous owner I used to do a bit of deep space exploration, uh, but just couldn't hack it. Couldn't stand all the time out there by himself in the in the void. So he came back, uh, cashed in his ship. I think he honestly he must have hit something with it. It's, it was pretty fucked up when I first got it. But uh, Kolonar, he uh, he paid off most of it. Yeah, I think he he must have spent most of his salary on it. And he passes it the financial documents over to you, uh, Piotr, and you can see. The initial cost of the ship was 121,250,000 credits. Um, 112,861,250 of those credits have been paid off. So there is uh, 8,088,750 credits remaining. And what's the repayment term? Can I see that from the docs? You can. So the he financed it uh, through one of the USC main central banks. So... Uh, you can see Frederico is saying, you uh, you can see uh, you get to inherit the payment plan as well. They're not going to renegotiate that. I don't know how he managed that. Benefits of being an admiral, I suppose. The next payment is going to cost 173,775 credits. That's what you're going to pay per month. I, I nod and then I just like kind of suddenly glance at 
Juno. And I'm just kind of being like, mm? is that an amount of money we have? That is a lot of money. Um, doesn't really matter right now, guys. No, okay. we, we just need to get there, get on board. Piotr nods and just goes back to studying the documents. Okay. Um, he says, well, you've got about uh, a third of a tank of fuel, so you'll probably need more if you're going any particular distance or if you think you might be getting into trouble. Um, pretty standard puny gate uh, jump drive on it. It's not really anything fancy. There was a really fancy one on it when he brought it back, but I think that's what he broke. So, And they're very expensive, so maybe he honestly, the previous owner just could have not been able to afford to fix it. There is a med bay, but the med bay is not functional at the moment. Uh, mm -hmm. I prioritize the gravity drive, so I haven't even looked at the med bay. I don't know how much work it's going to take to get it functional. Um, I would say... If you're not familiar, and if you are, forgive me for mansplaining, but uh, if you're going to be flying outside of, you know, regulated space, keep your gravity drive and your transponder off. Transponder in populated system, always keep it on. If uh, GateSec or the Navy sees you flying without a transponder or CorpSec, they'll shoot you down. They'll just assume you're a pirate. But outside of regulated space, it's just a beacon for pirates. Same with your gravity drive. You keep your gravity drive on, they'll see your gravity shadow. They can see it from a couple of systems over. So keep your gravity drive off unless you need it on. If someone's hurt, obviously turn it on. Or you can just generate gravity the old-fashioned way. But just be careful. Piotr is nodding like a man who knows nothing about cars nods when a man who knows things about cards talks to that <laughs> other man. As, like, I am the Piotr surrogate in this. Like, whenever dudes are like, yeah, I know this is the problem with your car, I'm like... For sure, it goes sometimes, but isn't now. Uh, yeah, you guys, as you get to the ship, Frederico powers it on remotely. And then uh, you can see he he shows his, like, the data center that he was, he was using. And he's just like, this is yours now. Yeah. I'm going to delete this protocol. So okay. it's all for you from now on. Amazing. Okay. Uh, establishes a connection uh, with the airlock in the bridge. Uh, and then she's just kind of looking at his readout. You wait for a few minutes, and he says, okay, yeah, he's pressurized. You have air. Time to board, old reliable. After you. Okay. I go first. Shh. Airlock opens. Inside the ship, asteroids. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. Uh, the same asteroid who was watching you before <laughs> as you left the surgery. <laughs> Takes off his, his hat. Parry the asteroid. Anyway, no. You you guys, he gives you a walking tour of the ship. Now, I have the stats for the ship pre-selected for you. Because uh, you are, yeah, you're getting this used ship. But I don't have the layout of the ship pre-selected. Oh. It's not something you have to do now. But feel free to sketch it out. It can look like however you want. This is an atmospherically rated ship. So you can go, you know, take to down to a planet's surface. So bear that in mind if you want when you're thinking about the design of it, which should be at least slightly aerodynamic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but feel free to, yeah, just go nuts. Design it yourselves. All right. Very fun. Leah's drawn three different dicks already. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. <laughs> so Leah helped me playtest this, this uh, system, and then I gave her this sheet. So they designed... Uh, what the ship they called the monstrosity and it was just ovaries there's just straight the uterus up, the and uterus ovaries. uterus and ovaries no dicks allowed. no dicks yeah <laughs> classy lady alex <laughs> alex <laughs> all right so this is the ship 
beautiful dog. Get comfy. There's a lot of cleaning to be done. You, as you turn around, you can already see uh, Doug is just shrugging out of his vac suit and immediately has that like look in his eye, almost like he didn't even hear you and is just hunting out the uh, cleaning supplies while like sipping on the 40. Uh, he, he takes the cap off actually because you're in zero G mm-hmm. and then he just, he kind of goes to pour it in his mouth, uh, but it just kind of splashes out. So he quickly caps it and grabs the glob jewel of, uh, of liquor and then That's uh, my boy. yeah, starts looking out. Looking up the... Uh... This ship will be spotless in no time. Mm. Uh, cleanliness aside, in terms of adornment, what does the inside of the ship look like? Is it kind of uh, gray, metallic, utilitarian? Or are we talking like wood paneling? <laughs> it is. It's very uh, utilitarian. So nothing... If there was uh, some character or you know some sort of decorations added to it, they have been stripped away. Most of it... It looks like the ship is designed with zero g in mind when you're looking at you're going through the different corridors you're looking at the doors it doesn't really seem like there's a very firm design choice of up and down it's you know front and back for sure uh there's that kind of orientation but there's not like up and down is not really something that's considered a lot of the terminals uh can rotate uh when you guys go to the bridge uh you notice like yeah there are the the seats that are there they are all basically kind of like facing the the walls uh it looks like there is uh quite a few different terminals set up there there are there are like three or four that are set up in the the ship itself it can be piloted so there's like the, kind of the main piloting controls but there is also like engineering there's a comm station you guys know from experience that all can be routed to to one particular terminal but obviously better to have multiple people uh Piotr is going to very unsteadily start drifting around and being like i am going to locate a, a study for myself <laughs> very good uh frederico would have come on with you uh kind of giving a a bit of a tour and he says yes no there are uh, crew quarters it's uh each room is basically two bunk beds and how many rooms there are uh, three rooms we all start looking at each other <laughs> <laughs> yes well do you want to show me the issues with the the gravity certainly yeah absolutely we can uh, we can go over it um he brings you down to the the room with the reactor um where the gravity generator uh, is being powered. Go ahead and make another mechanics check for me. You got an extreme success in the last one, right? Yeah. Okay. I'll give you a bonus dice again, because fuck yeah. Yay. Extreme success. Hell yeah. Uh, hard success. A hard success. He, you know, you're kind of like talking it over and you get the sense like this guy, he wasn't able to fix it, not because he sucks as a mechanic. You actually get the sense that he's actually quite a competent mechanic. But then as you were approaching this junkyard, you, you see there were like a dozen ships out there. Uh, and you know, he's obviously kind of working on all of them simultaneously uh so as he's telling you this you know you can kind of see him pulling up the checklist of like his troubleshooting steps that he'd already done previously but he's he's having to like recall them uh and so with that extra set of eyes you know he starts uh running the diagnostics uh on the terminal there in the kind of like engineering uh, department or compartment and uh you immediately start like getting a sense of like things that he he might not have necessarily missed but solutions he wouldn't go to because they just take a lot of time so go ahead on a hard success roll a d10 for me five five so plus one six if you make six successful six regular success 
mechanic checks, you will get the gravity drive up and running again. Cool. Uh, as you you kind of like, you know, you're looking and he sees, he's like, I see a little spark in your eye. I think you've maybe started to figure this out. Yeah, of course. And uh, you guys shoot the shit. Technical jargon. Yeah. Nano, etc. Um, nano this, nano, nano this, nano that. Everything's nano. Uh, he leads you to the med bay. Uh, and he says, I haven't even looked at these, but go nuts. Go ahead and make another mechanic check for me. With the extra die? Last time you just got a hard success, so no. Fine. Yeah. Deciding mm, whether she used luck or not. <clears throat> Up to you? No, it's a fail. Okay, on a fail, go ahead and roll 2d10 for me. <laughs> Catherine just gave me the saddest puppy look. <laughs> Wait, so that would be... That's 10, technically. So it's yeah, the 10. Yeah. So, 6 checks to get the gravity drive online. Uh, 11 checks to get that med bay online. And go ahead and roll a d4 for me. One. And you know you're going to uh, need to replace a lot of the wiring. Now, like, vacuum-rated wiring in is definitely a lot more expensive than other uh, other types of insulated wiring. Uh, so it's going to cost about a 1,000 credits to get the wiring that you're going to need. I'm sorry, so it was six for the... Six to repair the gravity, uh, but you don't have to necessarily spend any more moolah. Uh, or 11... Uh, to repair the med bay and a thousand credits worth of materials. Okay. Alrighty. What's everyone else doing? Fiddling with the terminal. Uh, as you, I'm assuming you're you're in the pilot seat. Yep. Uh, as you turn it on, the basic autopilot, basically like the setup, arrives, and you see a drop down menu, mm. uh, and it just says select regional dialect. Oh fuck. And you can see there is an option for a premium dialect package, but this is just old Earth European uh, dialect. I'll take the basic dialect package. If there's a premium, there surely must be a basic. Now uh, there is a premium. It's a uh, subscription. Uh, so if nope. you subscribe, it's fifteen thousand credits a month. Nope, nope. I want the free one. Free. Getting <laughs> <laughs> free. Uh, so yeah. So you get yeah. It's basically old Earth European uh, dialects. Wonderful. Good day. Calibrating. Calibrating. Good day and cheerio, old chap. Wonderful. A fellow man of class. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing wonderful. And then you see another dialogue option come up, and this is male or... or sorry, I shouldn't say that. It has masculine or feminine uh, voice. I look over to Pyotr. Pyotr. Yes? Masculine or feminine? Fem- feminine. Is it going to be telling us what to do? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Masculine. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Um, prerequisites demand that I make you masculine, good autopilot. Very good, sir. Very good. Uh, I am the Violet King Henry. I'm here oh. to assist you. Thank you, Violet King Henry. Do you happen to have coordinates locked in for Kakusaretta? Kakusaretta? Searching. I have found Kakusareta. Would you like me to attempt to navigate to Kakusareta? Not at the moment, Violet King Henry, though I do enjoy a go-getter attitude. We're cleaning you right now. Do you feel that inside? It tickles. Good. That's a sign of a cleaning well done. Mm-hmm. Um, is, it, is it too late to make it feminine? <laughs> yes. That's locked in forever. <laughs> it is. But you can hear that. All right. Uh, do you mind if I just call you either Violet or King or Henry? Do you have a preference? You can call me whatever you'd like. I shall call you Henry. Very good. Henry. Henry it is. 
Henry, old chum, we don't need to go anywhere right now. Please just show me a system diagnostic for how capable of flight we are in this moment. I don't want any of my passengers being injured should we depart in haste. Running diagnostic for how capable we are of flight at this moment. I don't want any of my passengers dying should we leave in haste. I love how specific he is. There's one bar that comes up and it's like loading and then it checks and it's your exact statement and it's just a thumbs up below it. (laughs) Hell yeah, Henry. That's exactly what I wanted to see. Um, What is the status of the puny gate? Puny gates checking. Puny gate is charged. Oh, that's fun. Uh, what can one charge of the puny gate get us to? Uh, you have a current. So this is getting into. This is very crunchy. It's going to be a very crunchy episode. I'm just realizing. Uh, you guys are with your current jump drive. Uh, it should be should auto list it there. Uh, you can get five light years on one jump with your your puny gate. There is an option to do something called boosting the jump. Uh, so it's dangerous. It can potentially damage the ship, but uh, you can get 10 times the jump distance by doing it. So it's kind of a a trade-off, boosting but the jump. But you're on it, that bean gate or bean freight. The, <laughs> Let's this go is, to the bean this gate. This is Shaw Station all over again. <laughs> Henry, take me to the bean you gate. You said it. You said it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> no, actually, no, you didn't. Uh, the, so the bean barge. Uh, is what you're referring bean to. Bar, so, yeah. um, bean but you bean did you did have to. It sounded like you were saying bean the whole time. Bean barge. Yeah, the bean, be bar. bean barge. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so the beam gate, beam gate, beam barge, bean gate, beam barge. Whatever. <laughs> fuck. I don't. Fuck you. I don't care. I made this world for you to play. You take a poop in my hands, and it's not even in the way I like. It. So you guys are you're on the ship. You do have to text Frank. Actually, yeah. the the name of the ship. Uh, so yeah, I'm assuming you do so. Uh, still close enough to the station, and and while your personal data center automatically kind of like connects to the the network of the ship, and so it's able to actually like boost the signal pretty easily to get back to the uh, the station, uh, you get a reply back almost instantly, and just says you leave in eight hours. I don't know that, Henry. Yes, do you have uh, any music? I do. Play music, Henry. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Henry, remind me later that we need more music for you. Noted. Thank you. Stop playing music entirely forever until we fix that. Are there any, like, comms in the ship? Like, that you press and, like, speak and the whole everyone would hear? Or uh, Yeah, so, I mean, like you can get it set up so that you can basically just verbal command to do that. It's just going to be a question of like going through the motions of like setting up permissions as to like who who can do that stuff. I'm not going to make you guys role play all that. I don't think that's going to be very compelling for podcast, but essentially, yes, there is an easy, it's not anything complicated you have to do. It's just something you have to like spend the time setting up essentially. Okay. But there's no like uh, manual ones. Uh, You can set it up for manual if you would like. Would you prefer to do that? Again, compelling content. We're just like, is taking 35 minutes to make Henry talk to him louder and louder. Like, he's just trying to turn the volume up on Henry. Like, Henry, I, I can't hear you. Just say it louder. This is my max volume. Any louder and I will be bursting human eardrums. Oh, well, look at my ears, Henry. Does that look like it's a concern? I am a ship, not a doctor. 
<laughs> uh, Henry, uh, does this ship have Galactinet access? While within range of a station. Excellent. And can I access that from my study? Routing Galactinet to your study. Thank you. Establishing profile of Piotr Gaius Maitland. And that's all you need to look into the profile. I'm Henry. not sure the ship has the storage capacity for all of the videos that you had downloaded at you suggested. <laughs> that's quite enough, Henry. <laughs> Thank you. Just how would you categorize old man's sandwich is the biggest <laughs> folder? <laughs> it starts it starts listing off like your folder names before you yell stop and then it, it just says Sorry, I can't hear you. And then it continues. <laughs> Henry, that's enough. Henry, the only folder I need is the one that starts with revenge. And you don't need to read the whole folder name. And all really good porn. No, Henry. <laughs> I mean, yes, but... It, it that's copy- the only folder I need, Henry. It, it copies it over. Okay, and I will retire to my study and pull that up and see if there are any messages. <laughs> Henry, sure, yeah, the messages. It's, and, <laughs> sorry, I would like to interject here for a second. You In may. the spaceship that has three bedrooms, mm. where is your study? Mm-hmm. It's yep. one of the bedrooms. <laughs> and I've hung my coat on the door. <laughs> <laughs> how how big like in terms of what you can hear going on in the ship like how big is the ship uh well i mean it's kind of up to you guys really um the i will say I'm not, i can't i don't know can visualize what the size of a um totally what class this was again so this is de- it's not it's not a big ship by any stretch of the imagination Catherine oh. has generated an image could totally could totally look like that image it bearing in mind so this does have a cargo bay that can hold like five tons up to five tons of material oh. so it's the cargo bay itself would probably be be pretty large, and it has to have a med bay. So this actually could be like a reasonably like sizable ship, like probably fuck, I don't know, like twenty thirty meters long. Yeah. Okay. Is that unreasonable? I don't really know how big ships are. Like like even boats. Mm. How big are boats? Pretty big. The stars aren't all right at gmail.com. Tell us <laughs> how, <bigger laughs> how big boats are. How big that boat is. <laughs> <laughs> how big is your boat? Exactly. Um, Glade is kind of just like yelling, like lift. Yeah, but oh. I have speakers turned on. I can hear everything. Stop that, Piotr, please. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear? Can I not get some simple privacy? <laughs> okay. Uh, lift and the towel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Henry, please turn off all intercoms for the study from this point on. Understood. Thank you, Henry. Yes, thank you, Henry. (laughs) Uh, Hello. Yes. We gotta leave in eight hours. Oh, we can leave immediately. Henry's ready to go, aren't you, Henry? No, we're not ready to go. Okay, Henry, you heard her. We're not going anywhere. You the, need to cool when you down. said we were ready to go, all of the screens on the ship flashed with a thumbs up. And you said, you heard her. We're not ready to go. It flashed with a thumbs down. <laughs> Henry's a comic. Uh, what? How much time do we need? Uh, I'm not sure at this point, but at the very least, uh, it has to be eight hours. Under eight hours. Under eight um, hours. Where we go? There is a bean barge that we can get onto. The good old bean barge. Yeah. Beam barge. <laughs> the, the bean boat. 
the bean barge going to jizz and stuff. Jizz stam. Jizz stam. Jesus. Kyoder <laughs> pokes his head out of the study and goes, if, if we go to the bean barge, I would like to walk around and, and grab the leftover coffees so that... So the Bean Barge is actually a, uh, a chain of coffee shops uh, specific to, to Gate City. Uh, and it is, it's a play on Bean Barge. Uh, however, Bean Barges, uh, once you connect to them, there's no like common area where all the pilots hang out. It's basically mm. just kind of like a shipping container attached to a huge exoskeleton that a bunch of ships connect to and oh. just enough of a drive to like keep it moving, get it moving to the gate. Basically. How far away is the Bean Barge? Are we talking about the intergalactic ship or the coffee chain? Yes. <laughs> um, we should be able to reach it, but then we'll be able to use it to get Perfect. Um, a lot further than we probably can with this ship. How long will it take us to get there, just so I know our absolute cutoff for departure? Uh, if you're getting beamed there, so Frank sends the details through. Uh, the beam barge is coordinating uh, about 150 kilometers away from the station. Uh, it's where all the ships are, are meeting up that are going to... Uh, so he's got you a spot, gives you the berth number, everything like that. Um, it will uh, beam you to within 43 light years, he said, not making a number up off the top of his head, um, from... Gizenshaw Station, which previously you guys were about uh, 78 light years, I believe, away uh, from Gizenshaw. Too many numbers. It is too many numbers. 78 light years, yeah. So it basically, like, you've saved yourself 30 light years of travel, which we is good. quite a bit. We good. Yeah. All right, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, and I want to fix this uh, gravity gen, so I'm going to get to work on that right now. Line Don't bother me. All right. In the reactor room, there is a like a full toolkit already set up well stocked uh very well organized and uh, you get the sense that this was more frederico's work than the previous owner um right, right. you set to work go ahead and make your first mechanic check it's been one luck to succeed <laughs> hell yeah okay uh so make a count make a note somewhere like the the numbers and then you can just mark it off as you make these checks i can also keep track of it if you'd like but i'd prefer not to because i got a lot of things to pay attention to i i have a marker really? here <laughs> hmm? i have a marker here or if you'd like to do a tally you have succeeded your your first check to repair the gravity drive, which is awesome. You guys have essential. Well, we'd say that would probably take about an hour. Like, was that a hard success or regular success? Regular. Regular success. Okay. Yeah, we'll say it takes about. Well, realistically, it would actually probably take a couple hours. Now that I think about it. So then, realistically, am I going to be able to fix this within eight hours? You're not going to be able to fully fix it within eight hours. No. Uh, but you've made like your first progress, and so. Oh, yeah. So you're going to be within 43 light years of your destination. Your puny gate needs to orbit a sun in order to charge. It charges like from the sun for two Terran days. So in order to do that, like even to travel that that 43 light years. Let's to get to pull. the bean barge? No, this is no the bean barge. This is where the bean barge is going to take you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I did just, confirm with Henry that it is charged. It is the first, so the first jump's going to be fine, but then you are going to need to make eight jumps to get. Or supercharge it, make one jump. Or supercharge it, make one jump. That's totally an option. Or like two, yeah, yeah, basically. But yeah, you could definitely do that. It's up to you. Previously, it was going to be quite a few more jumps. It was going to take you about a month uh, to get there. But now it's only going to take you uh, just over two weeks. It's actually pretty quick. Not bad. All right, well, while Glade is repairing our gravity, 
I will be doing all the correct inputs so that Henry can respond to people. Um, so we can communicate across the ship. Everyone on board has permissions to summon Henry. Obviously, the previous command of do not transmit noise from the study remains in place. I just like that Piotr just masturbated his way into getting a private booth, essentially. <laughs> Nobody was going to share a room it, with him it anyway. works at Denny's, it works here. <laughs> 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 I dislike it. I don't like it. Bum, ba, dum, bum, bum, uh, bum. That's what they keep saying at Denny's, but here we are. <laughs> oh, good God. Oh, I love you guys. You guys are the best. Peter's like, um, I'm a paying customer. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you just hear it like knocking under the table. Don't look away from me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> More syrup. <laughs> <laughs> I am fully aware that I perpetuated this. <laughs> uh, anywho, somebody wants to play Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> I don't understand this. Um, okay, so we have eight hours. Well, no, technically less, right? To, to get to the beam barge. Mm-hmm. And do we need it charged at all for us to get from where we are now to the beam barge? No, 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 no. The, uh, the beam barge, what did I say? 150 kilometers. Oh, out. so we're just like flying. Totally. We're not jumping. Uh, no, no, no. Right. You're flying to the beam barge uh, and then attaching to the beam barge. Beam barge will take you into the, the beam gate. You will get gated to your destination. Off you fuck. Okay. And we can do that as we are now? Yep. Or do we need to charge more? No, no. The oh. puny gate The puny gate is being charged, like having already holding a charge. Like it means that once you get beam gated to your destination, you can then make your first jump like pretty much right away. And then you'll have to start the charging cycle. Um. But you've got one basically already in the chamber, as the kids are saying, in their reps. So we can get the Jizzix stand, no problem. Oh, good God. <laughs> Gizenshaw. It's a it's word Gizenshaw. in another language. It's a word in Japanese. Like, I didn't just, like, combine random sounds. <laughs> Sorry, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of countries to apologize for. The end of season one, we should just, we're going to have to make a statement before the UN. I swear to God. Carlin can record it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we refuse to take accountability for our shitty jokes. Okay. Well, okay, so I would say Glade would try to fix it to the best of her ability up until like maybe just over an hour before we have to be at the the barge. Sure, because you you will have to power the ship up as well and just like yeah, get it ready to move. I would say you'd probably have time to do one more check, one more check? if you want to give it a shot. Also, if you fumble though, the ship explodes. That's fine. Please no. Damn it. That's a fail. Fail? Yeah. Just uh, with the time crunch, just there is like the first check, you know, you were like, we have enough time. I can just do this. Right. And so you're just kind of working. It wasn't really like, too much pressure. But then you were debating not doing that instead, making sure the ship was ship shape, uh, ready to fly. And instead, you're like, no, I can I can just squeeze this in. And that time crunch, you're not able to concentrate quite enough. So you you hit a, a wall of, uh, you know, kind of like the the power supply issue that you're, you're kind of fixing. And you're like, shit, and you just have to put it down. Uh, so you don't add anything to those checks but you also don't get to get another one unfortunately is are you guys do you guys just want to fast forward to beam travel or is there anything you guys wanted to do before you left no no nothing i think um juno is off somewhere in the ship finding a quiet place and she's praying to herself okay trying to kind of reconnect with all of the things that have just that have just happened this realization that she has been so singularly focused on herself and 
she has failed so many people, especially in the tunnels and that woman, that kind of a, that spirit of that woman that appeared. She is kind of hidden away, reconciling that. And is there a way that I could, while doing that, regain some sanity? I would say in this particular period of time, probably not. This is still a relatively short period of time, but... Ask me again after gate transit. Okay. Yeah. And then, because then you guys will be more into like the traveling thing. And then uh, over time, if possible, entirely mm-hmm. possible. Yeah. However, Piotr, what are you doing with the book? So um, despite everyone's insinuations that Piotr was engaging in other activities, uh, Piotr went into the study uh, and he's taken the book and he has hidden it under one of the bunks. And he wants it to remain there out of sight and still wrapped in the vac suit. Okay. Um, he is then getting on to Galactinet, and he's going to go to his messages and try to find the last message from the buyer of the book. He wants to message them back. So first he wants to see if there's anything else there, if he's received any messages since he uh, burned the computer down in the library. There aren't any new messages. The per- last message, I believe, that you got sent uh, was from the buyer who had said, uh, basically kind of giving you the heads up that they were coming for you to get the fuck off of campus. Mm -hmm. But no new messages from that point. Okay. Um, And I just want to send a message to the buyer uh, that says where. You send that message, and I imagine Piotr goes to, like, close it because you're – correspondence so far has been pretty sporadic you know it's definitely not been like instant messaging kind of thing yep however there is a response almost immediately Mm. and it just says gizenshaw station well that's convenient and suspicious and then another one comes through and it says are you with the masked reaper Piotr closes the terminal and goes away. Okay. I make sure Dougie boy is cleaning. Is he happy? Doug is... It's so sweet. <laughs> he he is like... That's <laughs> what I do. I know, just... Is he, he has got, like, headphones on. He has, obviously, like, a little utility belt that he's, he's uh, you know, kind of repurposed from one of the spacesuits. Uh, and it has, you know, kind of like some Lysol... A bunch of rags and then the 40 just like <laughs> stuck in there and he's got like his big headphones on and he's just booping and he little is apron. yeah a little apron obviously and he is like detailing the ship he's just yeah. like getting in like every fucking corner and he seems to just be incredibly stoked the 40 also has like a spray nozzle on it so he can just like <laughs> take that and just spread it into that's his exactly mouth. that's exactly correct couldn't have added anything more perfect to that scene absolutely with a unbelievably genuine and wide smile on my face i will look away from my main man doug and um go to not the study one of the other two rooms Mm -hmm. and set up one of the cots or whatever it is we sleep on in there to make sure that it's set up just the way he likes it with one pillow just the sheet no top blanket not over the feet because it's restrictive to make sure he can curl up and be comfy and then i'll go back to the pilot station and get us ready to get going okay you begin the process of powering up the ship after setting up the uh, Dougie's bed uh, the way he likes it. 
and it is perfect and you know it's perfect glade glade you are you've been spending this time just working on the gravity drive uh, gravity generator I should say juno was praying ship starts up no problem frederico you could see was kind of like hovering nearby in his shuttle and you get a connection request i will accept it he says everything looking good all green for the most part we've got a very able-bodied mechanic on board so i don't anticipate any serious problems wonderful good luck thank be you be careful fly safe I think our mutual friend left some things on there for you. If you ask the ship about it, it probably knows where. Thank you, Frederico. You're a very good repairman. Golanar was a good man. I liked him a lot. If you ever come back to Gate City, you ever uh, put some scratches and dents on it, bring it back to me. I'm not saying I'll do it for free, but I'll, I'll help you out. Thank you. That's very kind. Of course. Henry! <laughs> Are yes. there presents for me? All that presence. Checking. Yeah. Little status bar pops up. All the screens go blank. And then they turn on with all of them thumbs up. Hell yeah, Henry. <laughs> Where are my presents? Um, not in any of the the studies. There is... Uh, so there, there's the cargo... Uh, have you guys actually designed the, the interior layout of the ship yet? It's totally fine. You guys have had not very much time, but I'm just curious if you have an idea, because I don't want to. I don't want to endow it. I want you guys to get to choose it if you want. Uh, yeah, if you want to. Okay. Um, so it's kind of the shape of a like kind of a leaf. Um, this is the outside from the side. Hello. Hello. Mm, nice. Bug. nice. Hello. Visual medium. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it kind of looks like a, a very beetle-esque, like kind of a pointy on either end, um, but the top very much is kind of a shell, uh, and the cargo is at the bottom and the back, and that's how you get in as well. There's a kind of on the bottom, there's a an airlock there, as well as a few convenient airlocks on the top of the shell in case you need to do a little bit of work just to to get some things ready around there. You can you can pretty easily walk on the top of the shell. Sweet. And then inside there is kind of a an oval shaped big we're thinking big. An oval shaped room that has all of the floors on it that attaches to another kind of circular room which will be the the bridge. Gotcha. So it's like multi-level kind of deal. Yeah. I'm here for it. Um, So you have kind of an egg-shaped room and then one like a little head like this. Sick. They're in the the beetle. Those two kind of ovals and circles can shift depending on orientation. So as it lands, it kind of points up as if it's this beetle kind of like looking up into the air. And then those floors will kind of shift a little bit. So then when it's landed, you're still, you can still walk on those floors. Cool. So it's almost like the interior is like gyroscopic. It's kind uh, of gyros- gyroscopic. Um, when when we're moving through space, it it will lock and settle wherever the grav drive is. But if there is no grav drive, it can also just move kind of freely or you can lock it into certain positions it then just has to line up with the bridge door so it's almost like a big um it's it's kind of this like long rectangle that wherever the the two circles join will open they'll they'll move and open that way um and then the bridge is a on a track and then there's like a platform with all of the screens and seats on that and depending again depending on kind of like where you are 
that track is moving. So sometimes it's easier to see out of the front window. Sometimes it's not. Um, but either way, you'll always kind of be oriented the way that you want to be. That was the best physical description that has been given on the podcast so far of a space as somebody who I'm like, there's a room you're in it. What do you do? I just sincerely appreciate somebody who's like, no, 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 this is, this is what actually the room is like. So thank you for doing that. Amazing. That's awesome. So in that case, then, you know, across from the crew quarters, which are all kind of like grouped together. Um, there are uh, a bunch of lockers for personal effects that won't fit in the tiny little lockers that are, are under the bunk beds, a little, map shows up uh, to one of those lockers um the henry just says additionally there are some files here that colonar left for you what language are they in checking 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 english i can't read i'm gonna go to the locker (laughs) (laughs) i'm going to go to the uh, aforementioned locker on the map and see the physical present, not the potentially traumatic present of words. Fair enough. You go to the locker, uh, and it opens up, and you can see a, like, bunker's worth of weapons and ammunition. There are, uh, it looks like two assault rifles side by side, two assault shotguns, so, like, fully automatic drum magazine-fed shotguns. On one wall is a collection of, looks like, at least two dozen grenades of oh. various types. On the other wall is a collection going from uh, big to small of just knives. Yes. Uh, so like the small and like basically like a dozen throwing knives. Uh, and then you can see uh, there are on the bottom like a couple of handguns. Uh, and then it looks like several crates of ammunition for the rifles. Any body armor? Body armor. It doesn't look like there is body armor. It just looks like a ton of fucking weapons. Amazing. Mental note, Henry. I have to tell Glade about this later. Note. Would you like me to tell Glade now? Actually, yeah, that'd be great. You get the memo that there is an armory on the ship, essentially. Hmm. I'm going to refill my knives. I'm going to restock on some grenades. Absolutely. And then I'm going to go back to piloting the ship. Amazing. Glade wants to check for any and all exits of the ship. For sure. Uh, It sounds like from what Catherine was saying, there are a decent amount of airlocks. Most ship designs are going to have uh, at least one airlock that gives access to the bridge. Ships that are designed with anti-piracy in mind will usually have that airlock be like fairly reinforced or like have a way of like sealing it kind of emergency style. And then there are usually at least two or three others in a ship this size. You'd probably expect like at least two or three, probably at most, you know, six or seven. Uh, So I'm not sure that'll be up to you guys in designing, designing your ship. But suffice it to say, however many we land on, you find out where they are and you map them, make a map of them in your mind. Cool. All right. Anybody else want to do anything before beam travel? No. Yeah, we're just going to wander around and get the lay of the ship, uh, find out where the um, unusable as of right now medbay is, uh, where the storage is, where the other crew quarters are, where the bridge is. For sure. Uh, and where the bathroom is. And then he's going to uh, sit down and use the bathroom for an hour and a half or two. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Gets in. So there, there is definitely like a, a little emergency head that uh, stows into the wall of your uh, crew quarters. But there is there is like a communal head and Piotr monopolizes it. Amazing. If I manage to, by chance, walk by Faith while she is doing her prayer thing, 
I just want to, without disturbing her, take some pocket crackers out and put them by her so she has a snack when she's done. Okay, fair enough. You guys are under thrust right now, so you can't exactly leave them floating. I'm assuming the gravity generator is off while you are working on it. Yeah. So you can't exactly just leave them floating in space. Uh, there is, it's, depending on how much thrust you guys are under, you know, you can, like, kind of put them above her and they'll just gently yeah, I'll drift do that. down. I'll do that. Like snow. And they just, like, kind of slowly hit me in the face, and I... (laughs) (laughs) And you lose 10 cents. Absolutely that one, yeah. So, crackers, like snowflakes. They, yeah, they kind of hit Juno in the face lightly, and she opens her eyes after this time of really deep contemplation and kind of grabs them and realizes what they are and sees lift floating away and and really genuinely smiles. Yeah. Amazing. Glaze can head to the crew quarters. So clearly Piotr stuff is in one of them. And then something's been done to another one as you've made the bed for Doug. For Doug, yep. Has anyone been in the third one yet? No. Okay. So is there a way for me to lock the door? Uh, Yeah, for sure. There's like a, a little manual lock on it or you can just ask Henry to do it for you as well. Like I want to lock it, but maybe on the outside just so no one else can go in it oh. while I'm away. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely... There's a non-obvious mechanical look with just like the fact that you've been working on the ship now for about like four hours. You've got enough of the lay of the land that like there's a not obvious mechanical lock uh, on the outside of the ship that like Henry could o- override. But unless somebody knew what they were looking for, wouldn't be able to find. So, yes, 100 percent. You can just do that. OK, so I locked the third crew quarter. So okay. no one can go in. All right. And I look around and Piotr's not around. Yeah. Uh, I believe Piotr is on the shitter. I don't know timeline wise. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, well, we'll say he's on the shitter. He can be on the shitter for as long as narrative. <laughs> that's, that's a safe bet. It's a safe bet for Piotr. <laughs> yeah. I go in his room. Oh. Ooh, okay. And I start to look around. All right. Go ahead and make a spot hidden check for me. Uh, Piotr, go ahead and make a stealth check for me. So, so small, I can't see at the die. <laughs> oh, die. That is a success on yeah. the stealth check. I got to fail. You got a failure. Okay. You don't really spot anything. Yeah. You, you can't there's really just, find there's anything. There's just kind of a crumpled up vac suit under the bed. And you're it's, like, I don't want to touch that. Yeah, exactly. And it's still because the vac suit was worn before Piotr took a shower. There is a funk. There's a funk coming off that vac suit that needs to be cleaned. Would it make any difference that in my mind, I kind of know what I'm looking for? Like, it's been a little obvious that he's been carrying something secretively in his pants. Something rectangular. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and, and technically, it, he has you used it in the open. Yeah, so, yeah, in that, to clarify, uh, I, I'm kind of looking for that. You're looking for the book, yeah, totally. And I got that. I got that impression. Cool. I will give you. I'll give you a bonus dice on this, just because you are kind of hunting for something specifically. Oh, <laughs> that ah fuck! I use one luck. It's extreme success. Hell yeah! Okay, extreme success. Immediate shitty vac suit. Be damned. Uh, you know, you know a biological deterrent when you see one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you find the Librum Dementi. I like pick it up. As you pick it up, there is this kind of like buzzing sensation. That goes all the way through you. Go ahead and make a power check for me. Fail. If you read this book, even if you just open it and look at one of the pages, you'll be safe. Wait, what? This, there's a surety that enters your mind. You will be safe if you open this book. Maybe for the first time ever. Yeah, I'm not going to open it. I mean, you kind of failed your power check. <laughs> so, I'm trying to be nice about it, but... <laughs> oh, is this trying to tell me like I have to open it? I mean, it's there is a... 
on a failed power check, that voice seems to be your voice. It's not easily identifiable at this point as an external influence. It seems like the idea is originating from your mind. I don't know what to do here. <laughs> uh, like, so, because I mean, I you... saw, like, I remember. I mean, obviously, when I first picked it up, I felt something weird, and mm-hmm. then I remember when he showed it to the crazy guy that was selling us gas. That memory changes, and that crazy guy was weak. That crazy guy didn't know he he, he wasn't worthy of the safety that this book provides, and he definitely wasn't as strong as Glade. I think I need you to just tell me that I have to open the book. Because yeah. <laughs> everything about me is like, why would I open this book? I, I totally understand. I suggest a fair compromise. I think it's open the book or take a, a certain amount of sanity so damage. So that's what I was going to say. Because okay. uh, that, that is actually, yeah, that's that's pretty much exactly what I was going to offer. Stay in your fucking lane, Alex. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're taking a shit. Coming for your <laughs> fucking job, Ryan. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just take Except a shit. I won't bring any of the dedication or skill or... or hard work or any of that. Uh, bold of you to assume I brought any of that in the first place. Um, so <laughs> there is a sanity cost to reading the Librum Dementi. You can take a straight up five points of sanity damage. You'll have to roll on the uh, temporary insanity table uh, or you can open and then, then you don't open the book or you can open the book and take the sanity damage. There's a, I have a mechanic for when you open the book. It's up to you. That's real hard. That is real hard. And in fact, just to just to let's make it a little bit a little bit more enticing to not open the book. It'll be four. Oh. So it'll be four, and then we'll have you roll a D two. If you get like the upper half, like the highs of whatever dice you decide to roll, it'll turn it into a five, and then you'll have to roll on your temporary insanity table. If you get the lower half, it'll just be four. You'll just take four sanity damage straight up. I'll do that then. You take four sanity damage. Yeah. Okay. So go, but go ahead and roll your d2 to see if you take four or five damn it it's the high you take five okay chose the least rolly dice <laughs> <laughs> was it the d4 yeah oh, man, you guys two of yours i like, pick a dice and roll it and you're like d4 jesus okay but statistically the- speaking it should be the same likelihood okay but right? statistically speaking it's a pyramid so fuck you <laughs> uh no you're right you're right you're right thank you thank you alex <laughs> um Okay, this is going to Wait, be... Wait, so I actually take five damage? You take five okay, points so of sanity damage, okay. and I'm going yeah. to need you to make an intelligence check for me. Okay, okay. You want to fail this. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, I, I, uh, I succeed. Okay. <laughs> that was a good roll. <laughs> yes. This is going to be fucking interesting. So you are going to yeah. suffer a real-time bout of madness. Oh, no. Go ahead and roll a d10 for me. <laughs> Three. I'm just going to read it out. Don't be so happy. <laughs> Number three. Violence. <laughs> Can we lock her in the room? Can we lock her in the room? A red mist descends on the investigator and they explode in a spree of uncontrolled violence and destruction directed at their surroundings. Allies or foes alike for 1d10 rounds. At least I'm in a room. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Go ahead and roll a d10 for There's me. There's like feathers everywhere from the pillow. <laughs> <laughs> just like a chihuahua with a dog. Sorry, what am I rolling? A d10. This is to see how long. So a round in Call of Cthulhu is a 
about, I believe it's six seconds, although I might be taking that from uh, oh, D&D. Yeah. No, that sounds right. Six seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's totally... I don't see why you would lie about well, I... that. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I want to make two okay. checks here whenever we have a sec. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 What'd you roll, my dude? Or nor. Or nor. Or nor. <laughs> I rolled an eight. An eight. Okay, I'm just going to look up quickly how long uh, the combat round is meant to be. Not in the beetle ship. <laughs> she's just gonna fucking destroy the ship as soon as we have it. We're back well, no, she's, walking our ass hey, through the she's fucking She's in your underbelly. room. She's gonna ruin your room and then be okay. Um, so it's actually described as a, a deliberately elastic unit of time. So let's say in this case around being an hour. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. Everyone's uh, dead on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> you come to yeah. This is like limbs everywhere around you. Yeah, it's not actually. I don't think it's it's really a thing. We'll say ten seconds uh, for the purposes of this. We'll say ten seconds. So, can I make two checks? I want to make a listen check to see if I hear her going in, and I want to make a stealth check to see if I can sneak up there while she is. For sure, but can you first make a con check for me? Yes. You shit your pants. <laughs> He's on the shitter. I just want to see how violent of a shit we're talking. That's a 69. Yeah, yeah. Are you in the habit yeah. of listening while you shit? Nice. <laughs> it's a fair question. Really. Heard of that is a, that's a fail. Uh, it's a fail. Okay, so you can make, uh, what was it, a listen check and then a... Stealth. Stealth check. Uh, so you make your lis- listen check with a penalty dice because uh, it's a loud one. <laughs> That is still a success. Still a success. Okay. Glade, you open... No, you don't open the book. You you resist, like you... As you're looking at it, and you feel this certainty, that, that safety is yours if you open the book, maybe for the first time ever. There's something in you that just rebels and just digs your heels in. But instead of it being you know, at digging your heels in, you know, and like in the dirt, essentially, or digging, digging your toes in and, you know, flexing all your muscles and being pushed. It's like doing that, but bare feet over broken glass. And there's this like tearing, rending feeling as you seem to be resisting almost yourself. And then the red mist descends and you, you just throw the book. There is a little mirror in the, the ship and it just smashes and in the, in this slightly, uh, less gravity maybe like a third gravity the shards of the mirror just float up and then start descending as you just like start tearing into the uh, the mattress and just ripping it to pieces Piotr, you hear this the smash and the violent destruction go ahead and make your stealth check what are you stealthing to uh, I want to sneak up to the room where this is going on and just peer in without trying to be seen. Gotcha. Yeah, stealth check. I'm going to spend four luck and make that a success. Okay. Glade, if... Hmm. Highs or lows? Lows. That was a seven on a D10, so that's highs. Never mind. So you don't hear him coming. You see Glade in this, like, frenzy, uh, and you can see the Librum Dementi just kind of, like, floating to the ground along with the shards of glasses as Glade just starts trashing the fuck out of the study. I am going to close the door uh, and then uh, quietly ask Henry to lock it. Alrighty. You did succeed on your stealth check, so you close the door. That being said, Glade hears that 
and there's this immediate like the door the door starts vibrating you yell to henry henry just says confirm locking the study yes immediately locking the study blade sorry go ahead juno come to the study right now oh all right. I mean, you can clean up your own mess, but I, I will come investigate. Not what I mean. Did you say it was only eight seconds? I said ten seconds. Or ten seconds. So okay. you rolled up two what, minutes what, and what change. Was it? Oh, ten seconds per per like, round. Per yeah. round. Okay, so it was eight. Oh, okay, two so minutes and change. Okay. All right. Uh, One minute and change. Yeah, do you guys, like, you guys, yeah. make your way to the study? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll float on over. Piotr, you seem rattled. Something has happened to Glade. You hear this like unholy shriek uh, from the study and this banging on the door. Glade, go ahead and make a con check for me, please. Piotr, what did you do this time? Lift for once. This was not my fault. Hard success. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You don't take any damage. Well, what happened then? There has been an item I've been carrying. It is a home of lore of some sort. I think Glade may have gotten her hands on it. And I don't think her mind was ready for it. Mm-hmm. I look around to see if Doug is nearby. Uh, he's not. Good. What tome? Piotr, is this the wit thing that made your junk look weird in space? It, it didn't make it look weird. It made it look distinguished but can you two just be serious for a I'm, moment I'm I uh, Juno puts her hands on the door on the other side of Glade do not open it I will not open it opening door no, no. <laughs> I Glade Glade it's okay just breathe just breathe these powers we are dealing with seem to be so far beyond us. It'll be over soon. I'm sure of it. Just be still. You come back to yourself, hearing be still through the door. Your hands red and sore. Some of the skin on your knuckles split open. You can see a little bit of blood smeared on the door itself. As you look around and you see the ruins of what was the study, and you can see the book sitting there, and there is a pulse in your mind that seems to kind of draw your attention to it. Uh, Yeah, you've returned to yourself. You're in the ruined study, quote-unquote. What are you doing? I think, obviously, she's, like, really fucking panicked. Like, what the actual fuck just happened? And a little bit like, fuck, not again. Like, second time in recent, like, losing control of herself and it's like fuck and so she panics and she just goes like book it out of the room tries to open the door Uh, if you're just trying to physically open the door uh it's locked but you guys can it's gone from pounding and screaming to like now the door is very clearly trying to be like opened i'm just like what the fuck like i try to like do whatever i can to open it glade Glade, you go juno Glade, are, are you okay? Oh, fuck, just open the door. No. Open the fucking door. You have to calm down first. Oh, fucking. Open the door now. There's a pulse from the book, and this intrusive thought goes to the pouch of masks at your side. You really need to open this door right now. I, Henry, open the door. Opening door. 
I just like sprint, like just through them, just body check whoever's in front of me and just run Sounds off like, down the hall. Yeah, Glade. Or Juno, sorry. Yeah, Juno, you get uh you get body checked out I of get the way. Bumped. Wait, is she just forest gumping into another place on the ship? <laughs> the ship is not that large. Ah. <laughs> Uh, Lift. Now is no time to be referring to ancient cultural artifacts. My now, apologies. Uh, I am going to go follow her, and we are going to have a nice, calm discussion. Do you want me to come with you? That might yes, be bad. I think that's a good idea. I'm going to follow to where Glade went. Okay. So you do two both? Yeah, I fall oh. a little far behind, but I do look into the room and I see the book on the floor and Henry. Lock the door again. Thank Locking you. door. Thank you, Henry. Uh, thank you, Juno. Uh, where's Glade gone to? Where has Glade gone to? Um, I would just say she wants to get away from the book, get away from people, go to a spot where she can be alone. So, I don't know, kind of in a pan panicked run, wherever first she passes where like she could get into a room and close the door. Uh, yeah, be. for sure. So I don't know the ship that well yet. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where uh, else there would be like a room where I could just. Going from the crew quarters. Uh, let me take a look. I took a picture of the picture. So what would be across from that? Uh, crew quarters would be on kind of the t- the third and top floor of the of that big sphere. So you'd kind of go down. You could go to the technical room if you didn't want to go down. So the engine room and everything is is kind of split into two sections on the sides, or you could go to the cargo, or you could go to the med bay. All of those would be pretty far away. Where was the gun room? Uh, it was kind of right across. I, be- I imagine that's actually probably where you were like kind of standing. Uh, it's just basically like across from the crew quarters, across from the crew quarters. Like like literally across or like down like the hall across? Like what Given the down. layout, because it's a big open dome, I actually probably be more like across, like down the hall. Uh, or down the way, um, just because yeah, the layout the layout being a big circle, it probably wouldn't be all the way on the other side of the ship. That wouldn't really make a lot of sense. Do we see her like running towards the weapon racks? Is that is that where you're going? Or are you said yeah. I mean, I would just say the the next door I get to, where I can kind of just shut myself in. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it sounds like so. Whatever's down the hall. Totally. If you go down that hall, I mean, there's there's the shitter. Doesn't smell great, but you no, could definitely I go in. okay. <laughs> Already lost enough sanity for today. Yeah, uh, you know that if you go down to the engine room, there's a door that you could close. Sure, let's go there for sure. Yeah, I run there totally. Um, Piotr's just walking calmly, like I'm not sprinting after her. I'm not anything. I just walk down calmly, and I'm giving her time to close the door and that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Um. Piotr and uh, assuming Juno's right behind him, mm-hmm. gets to the closed engine door uh, and just knocks on it twice and goes, Glade, uh, I don't expect you to say anything. I'm just going to uh, say a few words um, and then the faith may have a few words to say uh, and then I'll leave you be. I, I gather uh, that your profession is violence. And I have to say, you're very good at it, and I respect that. My profession is knowledge and books, and generally things that other people may not know. So long as you continue to use your profession to keep us all safe, 
I will continue to use mine in the same manner. I know I haven't necessarily been forthright or, or, or good with you, and that I may have interfered with your profession. I apologize, and I will stop. In return, I ask that you do not interfere with mine. I uh, hope you feel better soon. And he'll walk away, back up to the room, and he'll put the book exact back exactly where it was. Okay. Using the vaccine to, like, not touch it and that kind of shit. For sure? Silence. Fair. Juno, you would have heard all of that. Mm-hmm. Juno will sit with her full back pressed up against the door and kind of hum to herself and just try and calm herself down that, that little bit of rhythm and vibration. Glade... You know, as much as anyone here, that something strange, beyond all of our expertise, is going on. I know you are trying to protect yourself, and by consequence, us. But you need to let us work together and let us help in order to do that. Whether you like it or not, that book seems to, it will continue to be on our ship. And it is important, while I don't quite understand why, but it is powerful. We cannot go off on our own, and I know how that sounds coming from me. Let me help you. Let us all help. And we may just get through this. You guided me when I didn't know where I was, hopping around on the outside of a space station, and I think in that moment I realized I was going to die for the first time in my life. These matters of spirit and evil and fear, this is my jumping around on the outside of a spaceship. This is where I find my expertise. When you are ready, let's talk. And we can help each other. And Juno still sits there back to the door. For how long? Just we'll sit. We'll stay sit seated. Just humming and breathing ryb- rhythmically. Okay, if you're still there, I don't know, let's say... Do we want to make a roll? Hmm? We can make a roll. We can make a... Take a let's say, if you're, are you still there after 40 minutes? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was gonna do like hours. Oh, know is gonna go into monk mode. Right, yeah. <laughs> Set up a tent. She... Yeah, I was like D six for how many hours? I stay there. Yeah. No. Okay. We'll we'll say an hour. We'll okay. say an hour. Your back's against the door. Eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You're like Ksh, like the door opens. <laughs> Juno. Juno. Juno falls backwards and looks up. And I imagine... And Glade's not wearing her butterfly mask. She's wearing her driving helmet. Oh! <laughs> what? Well, what are you still doing there, darling? It's good practice that when people may need support, whether they accept it or not, just to be close. Well, if you need support, I can stay close to you. It's okay. I'm kind of hungry. I'm going to check out what kind of food we have. I step over... Juno and walk away. Alrighty then. Go ahead and make a psychoanalysis check. 
Gladly. <laughs> God damn it. I fail. Yeah. Uh, even on a fail, there's definitely something that, yeah, yeah, uh, Juno has clued into that's happening there um, with the masks. What specifically? Not 100% sure, but at that point, yeah, you, you can't quite nail down exactly what's going on, but mm-hmm. there is something going on there. Mm-hmm. During the brief escapade of everyone going, after the door has been locked by Henry and everyone has departed to go have their chat with Glade. I will go back quickly to the bridge. Henry? Yes, sir. Replay tape of the study for when Glade entered, please. Very good, sir. And uh, Terminal comes up, uh, and you can see Glade kind of like poking around, looking distastedly at the shit-smeared vac suit. Uh, (laughs) You know, kind of unfolds it and grabs the book and then stands up straight and then almost like i can't remember if lift saw it but almost like when juno was shocked all the muscles on glade seem to go tense and then she stands there and then just everything goes limp and her head sags for a second and then just explodes into this like orgy of violence that leaves the quote unquote the study uh ruined henry Yes, sir. Thank you. Please stop replaying the tapes. Stopping now. Unmute from the study going forward so that in case something bad happens to Piotr, I can hear him. Was I not meant to be recording audio from the study? No, no, no. Um, I had it turned off because I thought he was fapping. I didn't want to hear that. Um, but now that I know there's an evil book on the ship... I'd rather hear what's going on. I do have audio. Do you? Yes. I just, maybe I misunderstood your request. I just wasn't sending audio to the rest of the ship from Ah, the study. What did the audio sound like? I can play it back now for you if you would like. Best not. I don't know what caused this thing to happen, and if it was an audio thing, it could affect me even if it's being replayed. So, no, in fact, delete audio when someone touches the book. Um, better safe than sorry. Understood. Uh, from here on out, if someone touches the book in that room, lock them into the room and they don't get to open the doors unless I say so. Do you understand, Henry? I do. Captain's orders. Thank you. What if you get locked into the room? Same thing. We'll find out. (laughs) Would you like to review the video that Admiral Colonel Knox left for you? Let's wait until everyone goes to sleep, Henry. Very good, sir. We were, we are now on approach to the beam barge, Agatha. Wonderful. Just dock us as normal. We have all the correct certifications in place. Henry? Yes, sir? Does it ever bother you that pink isn't a colour? Yes, it does bother me that pink is not a colour. Yeah, you know, it's the absence of colour on the colour wheel that our eyes just fill in the void of. You know that, right? Between black, white and the rest of the colour wheel. Yes, I do know that pink is the colour that is the absence between other colours that we fill in the void with. Humans just imagine pink. It's not a real thing. Yes, humans do just imagine pink, and it is not a real thing. It bothers me sometimes. Yes, it bothers me sometimes. I like you, Henry. I like you, Captain. (laughs) All right, Henry. Make sure everyone's okay. Very good. 
Lyft is just co- like collecting like really weird companions. <laughs> <laughs> We're all Not- playing Call of Cthulhu and Tom is playing Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> also the panic eyes from Brian being like, is this a thing? Yeah, like, <laughs> what oh, do man. I do? <laughs> The panic eyes were just like, I try to remember exactly what he said the way he said it. And I'm I'm not that smart as it turns out. Um, so unless anyone wants to do uh, other things, 100% uh, fast forward, you guys, we dock with uh, the beam barge uh, Agatha, which sadly due to um, limitations of the infrastructure does not have a bean barge uh, that you guys oh. could uh, can get caramel frappa lattes from. Um, are there bean bags on the bean barge? Uh, there are bean bags in the bean barge, but they're not accessible to you. Are they accessible to me? Uh, well, it depends on... <laughs> Create space! Ah! <laughs> um, bean bag barge? Let me in, please. <laughs> it's 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 for, for true ultra-platinum members, uh, and you're only a uh, platinum member. Ooh. Ouch. I Does am, that feel bad? That feels very bad. <laughs> Daddy! <laughs> papa, papa! 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 Please. You guys, uh, there is... The, sh- the travel is, like, pretty gentle. Uh, there is very gentle gravity um, from the thrust uh, to the... The beam barge um, slightly increases when you begin your deceleration. Mark off one unit of fuel uh from the ship it's not gonna you're not gonna need to mark off two because you're traveling a relatively short distance but Note just one unit of fuel to accelerate and decelerate you got it uh just one unit just one unit of fuel you guys yeah so there there is and then the ship shudders as you guys dock it does it almost looks like almost jellyfish like the construction of the ship it looks like there's like a shipping container uh and then there is just a massive like support beam with uh, rows of support beams kind of almost like hanging off of it and like attachments. And you can see ships, you know, kind of burning from all directions, uh, like decelerating as they get close to the ship and then just attaching in these clamps, kind of locking them all in place. Uh, As you guys approach that, it seems to be there are between like 20 and 30 other ships that are attaching to this like strange skeletal structure that is the beam barge, which is one of the reasons that there's no communal space really. Because uh, the air is just these support beams that you're connecting to. Um, there's another shutter as the uh, the beam beam with an M barge itself. Uh, you guys are just having fun. Tom and Catherine just making just make a bunch of bunch of gestures at each other. I just like how you describe this as jellyfish like, and then you're like, yeah, there's like a shipping container and a bunch of iron. <laughs> what the fuck do you think a jellyfish looks like? I think okay, well, okay. If I had to describe a jellyfish, it would be a long rectangle that says FedEx on the side. Is that not correct? <laughs> well, it is a box jellyfish. Yeah, am I? Yeah, ipso facto. You know, no, I, no, I can I basically have a master's in biology because I watched uh, my friend Octopus that that whatever that fucking video that movie was on. That's between you and your fucking internet service. Yeah, I did watch the one on Pornhub as well. It's a very different different version. Um, you so the it shutters again as the the beam barge makes its way back to the station. As you guys are approaching Gate City again, 
you, you're now entering the open vacuum tunnel that basically leads to the gate, the gate itself being this like huge open space in the middle of uh, gate city, which you, you kind of walked around and almost under while you were, uh, in the, the GC admin tunnel. Um, as you guys are, are entering, you can see, um, the ship like Henry is, is just passively notifying you of outside of the beam barge there are a bunch of other ships that are also like sharing your transit with you varying sizes and as you guys are all you know entering your your transit formation about to enter the gate itself a alert comes over the system and it says all ships move aside naval transit incoming and you guys stop and then you can see the beam barge move aside and all the other ships basically like like as if, you know, an ambulance is coming down the street, all the cars moving to the side. And as you are looking into the the beam gate space itself within the center, the angry red lines of beam gate start forming almost like cracks in space time that start splintering and shattering in glass before the, the shape resolves itself into what our Reapers would identify as a millennium class battleship with several cruisers and carriers, like a full heavy patrol materializes in the space and then begins burning past you. The Fortunately, the gate space is enormous. So it's not like there's, there's no risk of collision, obviously. Uh, but just watching these massive ships, warships, uh, kind of materialize here and then start leaving the gate space is a sobering experience. What? Uh, when you talk about the angry red cracks, uh, does Piotr recognize the shade or color or um, the feeling of this red from uh, the vision of an angry red eye that he had while he touched the book when he was walking outside the station? Absolutely. Okay. Swish. <laughs> uh, Piotr breaks out in a cold sweat. Uh, and walks to the bathroom to wash his face. Quote, unquote, gotcha. The... <laughs> you take another shit. <laughs> I, I like that you all have so little regard for like, like, Yeah, He just had this massive realization so about sorry. the nature of space-time. I'm so Better sorry. Better go crank a load out in the porter shitter. Hey. But <laughs> let's also remember how Piotr started off. I'm so sorry. Under I, a desk. I really, I love it. It was a perfect moment, and you're absolutely right. You could you say are. I shit all over it, <laughs> and that would be accurate. No, I, I sincerely, sincerely, like, very, very well done. Very, very excellent, good. excellent dot to connect. And, Alex, this is what it's like to be just Catherine all the time. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Hug my life, bitch. This is fair. Um, but, absolutely. I would say, go ahead and make... So, not quite yet. Uh, goes to the bathroom. Uh, as you are standing there uh, in the mirror, the beam barge, barge and the, the rest of the transit group moves into the center of the station. Uh, Henry says, uh, Admin, transmitting countdown now. Transit in 10, 9. Please sit down, everyone. No. 8. Sit down, everyone. Henry. 7. Henry, no. 6. No. Everyone, jump no. in for the initial jump. Four. Three. No, 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 And he collapses on the ground. Your mind fractures into red splinters. It's the vision 
of a pulsating star, one that you're looking at not through human eyes, dominates your consciousness and you feel yourself pulled towards the star and pulled towards the star and you try to pull back and try to pull back and try to pull back. And we'll leave Piotr there on the floor of the bathroom for now. The rest of you, the splintering starts outside the ship, but eventually there's a split second where everything inside the ship seems to be sliced with these angry red lines, the shattering. And like all, anyone who's been through a Beamgate transit knows this very unsettling feeling of being broken apart just for a millisecond. And then coming back together. Always unsettling. It's ne- There's no amount of training or exposure to it that can make it feel okay. However, with everything that has happened, I need everyone to go ahead and make a sanity check for me. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. You've really come full circle. Yeah. I rolled a one. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm real sane now, guys. So sane. <laughs> so sane. Like, it's almost suspicious. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> I'm incredibly sane. All the doctors say so. <laughs> it's oh, tremendous. Oh, no. Uh, Piotr very fails. Very fails. He's okay. unconscious anyway. Totally. It's fine. Everyone else? By I, everyone else, I mean Juno. I, I succeed. Succeed? Yeah. Lift? Um, I succeed. Succeed. Uh, Piotr. Go ahead and roll a D2, because you did pass out. That's a four. Uh, <laughs> it's two. A two. <laughs> two. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Take 20 points of sanity. No, I'm just uh, two points of sanity damage. You guys arrive. The system that you guys arrive in has a, a main sequence star. It is it is a blue star, though. So the light that immediately comes, comes through the what little windows there are in the Violet King Henry is strange. It is kind of this like, like it's a different color to what you're used to most of the stars that are uh inhabited space are around like type i want to say k k class stars which are, are typically yellow light the ships immediately begin disembarking you can see even now uh some of the other ships um like henry is is just providing you know on the corners of your your terminals little videos of just the various ships making their Punigate jumps and you can see the the jump scar uh which disappears from the naked eye after a few seconds but is trackable for quite a long time um which looks like a very small very simple version of what that beam gate transit that you just experienced henry says captain would yes you like henry to, would you like to assume control or would you like me to handle the first jump i'll assume control henry very good sir okay one jump at a time, everyone. We've got five light years to go. Two days to recharge. Add a star for each one in between. Here we go. I'll execute the maneuver. I don't think it's particularly difficult. Totally. If you're not trying to boost the jump, you can just do it. I'm not trying to boost the jump. I, I think it doesn't make sense unless our ship is actually fully operational. <laughs> you know, things are damaged. I don't want to risk it. Totally. Yeah, no, it goes against me to do so. So no, just executing the jump. Alrighty. You guys are now in a spot where you have, unless you're going to boost the jump at any given point, it's going to be, what did I say? It was 43 light years. Mm -hmm. You can do five light years at a time. You're in a section of the Milky Way where the stars are close enough that like 
you're not going to get stranded. Like there's, there will always be another star within five light years, essentially. So we're not going to worry about that kind of navigation. You guys end up going into deep space. We might involve that kind of mechanic, but for the moment, no, you guys are, you guys are safe. So, uh, it is, it's going to be eight jumps. It's actually going to be 8.6, but I'm going to round down. So that is 16 days at the minimum. What I would like to do here is a little mini inspector development phase, because this is the first like real extended period of downtime we'll have. Now, what I should have been doing this entire time is I should have every skill that you've done that you've succeeded on, I should put a little check mark beside, and then you get to try to improve that skill. Oh, boy. So, uh, so the stars aren't already at gmail.com. Uh, let us know which skill checks we've actually succeeded at. A thought occurred to me. I thought, a thought occurred to me the other day, which is like, if we hadn't, if we didn't tell people that we were all in our 30s, there would be no fact more telling than the like the thing that we've plugged the most is our Gmail. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god, you're right. No. Exactly. Like, yeah. No. Just like write us fan mail at the postal box, <laughs> you know, P.O. box, whatever. Use your pigeons to <laughs> send us your mail. Uh, but anyway, okay. So what I'll do then is I wait. Do we even have a Gmail? We, we do have oh yeah the, the, the gmail oh, we that you, gmail, we've been giving sure. out yeah we're gonna have to change it if this ever like gets popular like we're it, just, it's gonna be death threats like statistically top to based we are more popular than most podcasts we've ever started so congratulations everybody yeah 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 well anyway they're jerking ourselves off aside we let's get into the inspector development phase so I'm going to say over the course of 16 days, we're not going to do it for every skill that you guys have succeeded on. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to say pick three skills that you guys know you have succeeded on a check on. The way the development works is that you roll against your skill, but unlike a normal skill check, you're trying to get above the skill that you're going to improve. Uh, so you don't have to pick your highest skill. You guys can, can cherry pick a little bit, right? So the higher the skill, the harder it'll be to improve. Basically, if you roll above your check, then you roll a D 10 and you add that to that skill number, right? So it's possible you can improve your skill by 10. Uh, if you manage to do this and you get a skill above 90, you regain sanity, I'll have to take a look just to see how much because it, it implies that you've achieved such a level of mastery. Like if you are above 90 in a skill, if it were in earth terms, you'd be amongst the best in the world at that skill. Yet so. still Juno failed her speech. She was so hammered. <laughs> <laughs> she was so hammered. Uh, so guys, go ahead, pick your three skills and then, yeah. Okay. Then you roll a D100. D100. So, and you want to get above the skill right. as opposed to below. If you get below. above it, then you, you get to d d10 and add whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. Executing Absolutely. the jump count as using my pilot skill? Mm. Or is that just so carefree that it doesn't even count? I didn't make you make a skill check for it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say okay. no, because you, you, haven't, you haven't done any piloting yet then, at this point. By laws of the game, I've only used three skills. Uh, throw, sleight of hand, and stealth. <laughs> Holy shit, I guess that's true, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, then those are the three I choose. All right. Yeah. That's amazing. Actually, no, four sysops. I, I wanted to brawl at some point, but I got shot before I could brawl with someone. True. So here we go. All right. 
and then uh, announce which one you're doing and, and let us know just so we can have uh, should we go in order so that we can just knock this out yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Like, we'll do skill, 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 and we'll just kind of go around. So, uh, start with lift. Seem to have it. Um, all right. Because it's the least likely to succeed, I will choose the skill of throw. All right. Go ahead and roll. So, you're all trying right. to roll above. What's your skill in throw right now? 90. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so... Borrow <laughs> Catherine's persuade dice. Yeah. yeah. Catherine, which ones did you use to talk to the masses? I don't have them here. Noted. Because yeah, they're but in you the can use you can use 10d10 if you want. Uh, I did not roll above 90. I did roll very high. A 75. Damn. Okay, but still, no no skill gain for throw. Nope. Uh, all right, Juno. You just need more alcohol, and then you'll roll higher. <laughs> that's, how it, that's how it works, right? Juno. Um, I'm going to start off with firearms, handguns. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So you tr- you want to fail this one. I do not fail it. Okay. I succeed. Rough. I succeed it. I succeed it. What is your <laughs> It's 50. This is literally like a coin toss. Wait, you, next why time, does she want to roll below it? You want to roll above it. I want to roll above yeah. it. Because she was trying to trying to improve her firearms check. She, she huh. failed by succeeding. Okay. Yes, exactly. Y'all are confusing me. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Uh, so try to, you want to succeed at failing. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. no problem. Totally. Failed I hope that, just, yeah, yes. it failed to succeed and then you'll succeed to fail. Yeah. So go ahead. I hope that clarified it for you. <laughs> so go ahead and roll. Uh, I already uh, did. Because oh, I didn't easy. know we were doing the turn order thing. That's so totally I did spot hidden and I rolled above. So sweet. So you. Yeah, so I rolled a d10 and I'm... added to it. Incredible. How much How... did you add? I mean, you don't have four. To. Yeah, okay, that's right. You guys don't have to share the numbers. I'm just doing it because I'm I'm yeah. nosy. Uh, I trust all y'all. Piotr. Uh, Piotr's going to try to improve his stealth. <laughs> and he rolls above. Amazing. Which is great. He improves it by one point. Nice. Amazing. <laughs> I was debating Summer. implementing a reroll ones. I'm going to give you the option of rerolling one. Do I get a, another type of benefit if I don't reroll this one? Ooh. Not give you a little handy into the table. No, I. Uh, hmm. That's a great question. You know what? Yeah, if you choose not to reroll the one, you can get uh, a D3 plus one luck back. Okay, I'm going to take that then. Okay. I'll be back to me then. Yep. All right. And I will regain four luck. Nice. Amazing. I will also roll to increase my stealth now. I succeed. (laughs) I don't increase my stealth. Rolling great. Otherwise, unless it was the development phase. I'm rolling so choice right now. (laughs) Alrighty. Juno. Juno will be rolling for first aid. I. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I succeeded. Right. <laughs> um, I'm going to look to improve my stealth as well. All right. Yeah, I'm good. Hell yeah. Glade just fucking nice. crushing it. Pretty good. All righty. Again, you don't have to tell us the number, but you can if you want. Hey, Piotr's going to I'm now 100 and everything. Shit. Cannon. Fuck. <laughs> damn it. All right, well, you know, if you said it, it's, that's yeah, the way the game works. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Piotr's going to try to improve his fast talk. He is above. Hell yeah. And he gains four points. Fuck yeah. Very well. Very well done. All right. Lift. Last one. Got this one's this. for all the marbles. This is for cis ops. I only did this check once, and it was when Piotr got covered in shit. <laughs> Please. 
Yay! We got one! Hooray! Yay. Here we go. I increased by eight! Oh, Fuck yeah! yeah. yeah. Jesus! Mm-hmm. Nice. Good job. Nice. Juno. I don't think I succeeded a fast talk check, but... It depends on how you count it. You helped Piotr uh, start the toe ring infant swearing riot. That is true. Uh, but that's an assist. That was an assist. Yeah. Well, how about this? Highs or lows? Lows. It was a five on a D10. Do it again. Uh, isn't... Wouldn't that be low? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It is low. Five lows. is lows. Yeah, okay, sick. <laughs> that knocked me offline for way too fucking long. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, sick. Yeah, for sure. Go ahead and make your check against Fast Talk. If I I okay I get to I get to increase this Yay. one. Fast, my fast talk is five. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh if I if I succeeded that, I would have flipped this big table. <laughs> I get to increase it by three. Hell yeah! Thank you. All right, I'm gonna try and prove my fighting brawl. No, all right, I do not. It's too good. Yeah. Hi, Piotr. Okay, so because uh, Glade is so angry that my character is useless at things. Um, I'm going to increase one of the hard skills being anthropology. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking fail to su- I succeed to... I don't fucking... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to imagine in my mind that it's just like oh, really? Piotr's just like, I'm going to crack down on this anthropology thing. And then there's just the memory of that one oxygen tank that you just connected with more than any person you've ever met in your entire life. And there's kind of like a little, a little tingle somewhere deep in Piotr's heart for that oxygen tank. For sure. Maybe... It's hard to concentrate. A new folder maybe needs to be created. That's that's besmirching the good name of the oxygen tanks, okay? <laughs> let's, not, let's not cheapen and debase what is a real... Wow. I, I guess not a human connection, but a connection nevertheless. Maybe oxygen tanks are just, like, sex positive, huh? Did you ever think about that? Maybe they, they're not hung up with our crazy bullshit when it comes... Anyway. I want you to guess how many gigabytes of Piotr's porn collection is sex positive. <laughs> one moving on uh, moving on, on. Gigabyte. yeah moving that's on. a very good point <laughs> but absolutely correct yes yes Catherine we are moving on moving on uh, we can stop talking about our peeners now we is that better I'm doing what you wanted don't look at me that way just go faster phrasing <laughs> <what you're> <laughs> 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 and I said it in such like a disappointment Pointed weight. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> that, that, yeah. Anyway. Gonna end up All somewhere right. on the internet? Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. Woo. I'll have more scotch. Yeah, please. let's do it. Let's get the taste of that. <laughs> uh, so, 16 days of downtime. I'm also gonna say, uh, guys, go ahead and uh, roll a d6 and add it to your luck. A d6? Yep, d6, Yay. add to your luck. Thank you. Oh, gracious. Bang, bang, boom. Yeah. Come on. Come Thank on. you, benevolent God. Yes. Fuck. Reroll ones. What'd you get? Or, no, reroll ones. That doesn't make sense. It's going to be like, or you can, or yeah, you like, can add a defense. Ah, yeah. Damn it. I only got a two. What'd you get? I got a six. Fuck yeah. I now officially have more luck than I started with. Hell yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, in terms of um, 
I don't know if you guys know this, in terms of healing wounds, uh, Pierre's just going to spend most of this time uh, lying down in a bed, uh, desperately trying to have his ear regrow into itself. Totally. So you don't have a major wound, right? I do not have a major <laughs> wound. Totally. Yeah. Regrow into itself? Out an ear? I just, yeah. I'm hoping it reattaches. I don't know. <laughs> okay. HP wise, you're going to go back to full in this in this time period. Okay. Uh, as far as the ear is concerned, go ahead and make a luck check with a penalty dice. Also, your bedroom is full of feathers, blood, and glass. Yeah. And book. And I, book. And I book. feel like yeah, he I, is I, unperturbed. I get I get Doug in there. I just uh, excuse me, Doug, good friend. And I just kind of gesture to the fucking mess. Can I get turned down service in there, please? <laughs> Doug just and the like, entire time I'm just like, I'm on your side here. It wasn't me who did this. <laughs> Doug just he like as you call him in, he like he just looks at the room and then you see his pupils just contract and then dilate. <laughs> and then he just says, You need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I am going to like remove the book in the wrappings. Thank you. Thank you. Say, yeah. Thank you. Uh, I failed my luck check, by the way. Uh, okay. Then, uh, so you reach up to your ear. She's finally starting to feel like your leg has recovered. You know, you, the wound is like closing, and you you reach up. And you're like, you can feel like there's not that like open wound kind of soreness to it. And you you grab the top of your ear and you're like, yes, as you're kind of playing with it. And the, the top a little bit just comes off. And it's a little bit dry. It's like a potato chip. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Drew, now can uh, I get some help here, please? Yes, yes. What do you? I was in the middle of something. What do you want? Oh my God! What are you holding? What do I do? What with happened to your face? Oh, I. What uh, do I do with this piece of my ear? Oh, come should with, we? Should come we put me. it on ice or something? Um, will that make you feel better? Yes. Then yes, let's do that. Um, <laughs> come with me. Come with me. Come with me. Can I make a? I'm gonna. I'm gonna take him down to the med bay, mm -hmm. and I know that the med bay is not in. It's not functioning. Yeah, totally. But I imagine there are some. There's some supplies around. Can I make a spot hidden check, or will you just let? What me are you? What are you around? trying to do here? I'm trying to look for like fusing patches and like second skin or gauze or anything like that. I will say, uh, at this point, <laughs> to attach the pork rind to his ear. <laughs> just to, like, keep the rest of his ear moist. What you're looking for. If it's just a tip of his ear that's off, he can live without that. People live without all sorts of things. There is, uh, it, the, the ability to regrow uh, cartilage and soft tissue is absolutely possible. There are gels and, like, like things that you can apply. Uh, that's That technology has been unlocked. It needs to be applied expertly, usually by a doctor or a very well-trained technician or an auto doc. So you know that there is probably some of this gel here, but Juno would know like it's just with your first aid. I would say that would give you Juno the context to know that that's like well beyond Juno's ability to do. So there's not we're, we're kind of past the gauze solutions <laughs> to... just to keep it moist keeping it on uh, on ice as Piotr put it yeah you find a Tupperware 
for sure. Tupperware <laughs> <laughs> still around? Yeah, it's Tupperware. Yeah. Tupperware. It's very stockable. It's very good for storage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there is no first aid or anything that There's I. There's plenty of first aid. There's nothing that's gonna fucking help with this goddamn pork rind here. I need. He needs to. <laughs> he needs to think that I'm helping. Yeah, if you have first aid out your butt, like okay. it's just <laughs> nothing to like. Not about time and space. Okay, well that is a pork rinds will never be the same. There's no way. <laughs> Before you say no, <laughs> this is great. I'm already liking where this is going. That's an extreme success on first aid. Oh, okay. So can I at least? Can I at least like? Maybe I find like an eye patch and some gauze or something, and I use the eye patch to just like hold his ear on. <laughs> And and the gods and everything, so no more of it falls off, and it'll make him feel better. It'll make me feel better. I don't have to see it. I feel like this should be a fast talk check instead of a first aid. <laughs> yeah, one. but against me, the <laughs> keeper. Like, oh, God. I look no. <laughs> I don't remember asking you to roll first aid. <laughs> I'm happy for you. You got an extreme success. If you want to grab an eye patch, shove the desiccated corpse of Fyodor's ear in it, and then attach it to the side of his head, be my guest. Absolutely. I, you know what? I am going to do that. And I'll say and... you did it extremely well. <laughs> You're like, go fucking off. I am going to attach the gauze and the eye patch to Fyodor's ear expertly and i'm gonna give myself those those luck points back that I, that, I, that i used to extremely succeed that role is this game transactional <laughs> do you have your receipts for your like the luck spending no returns without a receipt play the game brian <laughs> No, no, absolutely not. I will not be accepting your shade, madam. All I want to do is, I want to make him feel better. That's all. Yeah, yeah okay. You want to do some pirate ass bullshit on his ear? Like, it's absolutely. Just conveniently elastic already. Go Day one in space. Okay, so Mutiny. I mean, <laughs> since I feel Mutiny better, Brian. that means I regain some sanity, right? Uh, well, I was actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, Brian. I was going to get into that, but now I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Not because you told me. Not because you told me to. Okay, <sighs> I promise I promise to be nice. Remember I like at nice. the top of this when I said I love you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I might have been premature. <laughs> uh, no, love is complicated. Love is complicated and family is complicated. And, you know, like Fair most uh, murders are done by people, you know, so. Reattaching an ear, though, is apparently pretty simple. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, some gauze, some duct, an eye patch. Fuck it. How hard can it be? Okay. So <laughs> going into, so regaining sanity. If you guys were just spending 16 days full R&R mode, yes, not quite the case. So let's get into uh, logistics of food. Let's not get too much into that. We spent a lot of time, you know, basically setting up Windows XP on your, your ship. So we don't need to get too far into it. Um <laughs> At this point, food, you're never going to starve to death as long as your ship has power. There's like there's a, a device in your galley where if you can feed it matter, it will like basically reconstitute it into a slurry that is like nutritionally dense 
and we'll give you like what you need. It'll give you all your your calories and, you know, micronutrients, macronutrients that you need. However, just eating that stuff, if you do that for the entire trip, it's very it's you're not going to regain sanity in your downtime. Mm-hmm. It's just not it's just not like good living. However, you do so happen to have a psychoanalyst on board. Juno, if you would like to spend that anyone who would want would you think conceivably spend time doing therapy with Juno, uh, you can make your psychoanalysis check. And uh, if you succeed, they can regain sanity. I believe you'd you'd quoted this previously. Yeah, we are. Um, to be very fair, we are kind of skirting the rules a little bit because it's meant to be once per month. Right. Um. But so I'll, I'll, what I'll say is I'll let you you guys each make one check because uh, you guys are gonna you're gonna have a, like a lot of downtime realistically. There's gonna be some ship maintenance stuff that's gonna take up some of your time, but you know realistically you're just like orbiting around stars. For the next like two weeks, just waiting for the puny gate to charge. Wait, without talking to Juno, I can gain sanity? No, you have to talk to Juno. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we established that you might talk to me. When? This is interesting. So what is Glade now just in like driver mask? Uh yeah. She's been wearing her driver helmet. Driver helmet the whole time. A little bit. Interesting. Well, I don't know. Are we jumping to like the end of this? We or we 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 can pause. I just wanted to handle some of the the like crunchier mechanic stuff, yeah, but we yeah, can totally. we can do RP stuff after. I just kind of wanted to get the yeah. dice rolling out of the way first. I, I do have a bit of RP. Uh, I mentioned that when everyone goes to sleep for the first time after our first little jump there, that then I would listen to the recordings and read mm-hmm. the files from Colin R. Knox. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's get into that first then, because that might maybe influence your decision. Perfect. That's what that's what I was thinking. Maybe I would be more receptive to therapy if I <laughs> Got read, <hurt. laughs> read things. Okay. Uh, on one of our little pee breaks. I mean, I prepared this beforehand because I'm a responsible keeper. On one of our little pee breaks, I, I wrote out this thing. You find a video. Uh-huh. You see Admiral Colonel Knox mm-hmm. uh, sitting there. He's not in uniform. Uh, seems to be wearing like a ship jumpsuit. Uh, which has some like, some like grease on it. In the very background uh, of the video, you can hear somebody else kind of like fossicking around, uh, repairing stuff. If you like clangs of metal on metal, uh, and you intuit that that's probably Frederico in the distance, like you know working on something. And then Colinar is not looking at the camera right away. Just kind of heaves a sigh and then blinks a few times. And he looks at the camera, puts his hands together. He says, "I hate." I hate to peddle in cliches, but if you're watching this, I'm probably dead. I had hoped to finally start sharing the details of your past with you, but it's looking like I'm not going to get the chance. I think naval intelligence has started to catch my scent. There's no reason to suspect that they know about this ship, but fly safe just to be on the safe side so confession time I've been working with the terrorist group known as the witnesses I never thought I would compromise my oath to the council like this but I also never really realized what it was that I was truly fighting for honestly I knew the council had its rough edges and 
anyone with eyes can see that the major corporations essentially own the assembly, but it... I thought the pact protected the citizens from the worst of what humanity could bring to bear. I was wrong. I was wrong. Sad as I am that I broke my oath, they broke theirs first. Truthfully, while getting justice for those that the council has trampled, that I've, that I've trampled. It's important to me, but I actually only started working with the witnesses for, for you. They've agreed to set up a meeting with someone known as the Scribe. This is the cybernetic doctor who wiped your memory for me. That's, that's not their usual method. They prefer restoring Reaper's lost memories, not removing them. Hence why I haven't been able to contact them again to restore your memories until now. They told me to never contact them again. <sighs> I hope, if you're watching this, that it means you're on your way to Gizenshaw. They'll meet you there. The witnesses have their, their own reasons for wanting to help you, which they haven't told me. I can guess, but I'm... I'm worried what my guessing might do to your mind before you get a chance to work with the scribe. It's not complicated. The answers are coming. They're there for you. Be well. Be well, my friend. Serving with you, knowing you. Well, at the, the risk of more cliché, it, it made me a better man. Have a long and happy life in as much as men like us get that. Goodbye, Lyft. The video ends. Hey. Henry. Yes, sir. Delete that video. Very good, sir. Deleting now. And while you're at it, delete a random piece of porn from Piotr's collection. <laughs> I have one in mind. <laughs> yes. Just go with your guts. It's it. illegal in most of the gate sectors. <laughs> yeah, that one. Deleted. Yeah, thank you. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Shit! You want Shit! To... <laughs> what are the odds? I was watching that. <laughs> uh, all right. Sorry. All right. Um, Lift will remove his hair from his face. And I will wipe a tear from my eyes. And uh, I will say to myself, the best of friends know what secrets are worth keeping. And then I'll look in to make sure Doug is sleeping well. And if that is the case, I'll just sit back down in my chair and gaze out at the stars until eventually I too fall asleep, knowing that the person I trusted most made my mind as empty as space.
And that's where we'll end tonight's episode. Thanks for making it this far. This podcast is edited, mixed, and mastered by me, Brian Gashgarian. All the music in the podcast is composed by me. Special thanks to Carlin, as always, for her voiceover work. And to Alex, Leah, Tom, and Catherine for lending me the talent for this. You can find us on Insta, TikTok, and Twitch at The Stars Aren't Alright, or on Twitter at TSAA Podcast. As a reward for making it to the end, I would like to remind you that a group of cats is called a clouda. Clouda. Most of all, thanks to you for listening, and we'll see you next time.